0: Start the thing.
1: I think the thing is going.
0: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a Well, There's Your Problem slash My Birthday episode on the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, arguably one of the most tragic franchises in professional sports. Uh, I am happy to be here. You know who we are, but we have a guest. Uh, Dan, if you want to introduce yourself.
2: Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Dan McQuaid. I'm video and multimedia editor at Defector, and uh, I am a lifelong Philadelphian and a Sixers fan. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Have to deal with everything that goes along with that. Oh, I'm so sorry. All right, The, the, the Sixers won the NBA championship when I was like four months old. And oh, uh, 1983.
0: 1983. Oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that. All right,
2: but
1: hold uh, on before we go further. Dan, your mic is a little scratchy. Is that
2: yeah? Um, is that...
3: that's fine. We can work it out. I well, mean, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll fix everything. We'll just,
1: well. We just got
2: I got, the, I'm not all the way down now. The, the,
3: we'll go back to the Liam days where one of us has uh like. The audio you, quality that is yeah
0: yeah you miss that shit you miss that <laughs> you, shit you miss yeah. that
3: shit you fucking
0: hogs
4: <laughs>
5: yeah I,
0: <laughs> listen people look i i've had to do now two podcasts on the road because of our schedule and like i have to sit in like hotel rooms and maid with like like dangling my uh like my you're audio, dialing my, into a number yes, station
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> <My> <laughs> Audio interface like that, like balancing on blood leg just cursing out roz uh, you missed the unrecorded audio where I just said any number of, of like, Hebrew curses, hoping one of them would get him.
3: <laughs> yeah, if we just hear a crash, it's because Justin has been murdered by the Golem. Yes. Thank you, Golem. <laughs> Alright,
0: so, let's uh, let's explain everyone's favorite, the 1996, uh, not very good movie, sorry about it, Space Jam. Uh, and I actually,
4: mean...
3: It's not it's... very good. Listen yeah that's true but on the other hand a lot of people on the internet the today No I'm mm, here oh, Okay all I'm saying is, a lot of people on the internet today are the way that they are now because of the I girl know. rabbit and Space Jam. Oh god, you know,
1: I, it, listen. There's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is this your understanding? We're, uh, we're moving through very different basketball movies here. Yes, <laughs> uh, I would say, actually, I would say Air Bud is like 20 times the movie that Space Jam is oh, actually. Oh yeah, 100%. Well, that, like, I, I actually i watched i watched space jam like recently ish i i don't know why um it was on it's you know there's nothing else to do but watch tv now um and like you know michael jordan wasn't too bad it was like Bugs bunny who was terrible yeah i just <laughs> remember
0: like bill murray being there for like 10 minutes and i was just like dude what like you have money like you don't have to be in this movie. I just love the idea that like Bill Murray showed up thinking like Bugs Bunny was real now. That. He thought like... it was going to
3: be like a Who Framed yeah, he, Roger Rabbit-style situation. Say,
2: what the fuck is this? Yeah. The, the, the movie Space Jam doesn't even take place in space, like, they, they fight aliens, but the, the the basketball game takes place at the center yeah, of the it's, Earth. It's not Earth
1: Jam, it's that, it really is, like... Yeah. It's the opposite of space, yeah.
0: Despite the rings. All right. So let's, I guess, talk about the, the history of basketball in about, uh, I don't know, a minute. Okay. All right. So do, do you want a, like a buzzer
3: or something for that? Yeah, give <laughs> it.
0: Uh, basketball was invented by James Naismith in 1891 in beautiful Springfield, Massachusetts, which is where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. It's very good. And once and if the pandemic is over, you should go there. Um. You score you 50 seconds by putting the ball in the hoop. There are five players on each team. Uh, there's a shot clock now. Forty so seconds. Once you have possession of the, I will kill you. Once you have possession of the ball, <laughs> that's uh, the shot clock, clock the, yes. Uh, and now you can score threes. Uh, Thirty seconds. In behind a certain line. And uh, real quick, we should talk about how the game has evolved. So now it's guys are smaller and faster. Uh, and they take seconds. a lot of threes in the interest of efficiency. They also take a lot of very close-up shots, uh, except for the Sixers, who are all ten million feet tall
3: and real slow. Done. Ten. I oh, had ten yeah. seconds left. Whoa. You crushed it. I gotta say. <laughs> do you want the? Do you want? Is this the dagger?
0: No, uh, not yet. Not yet. All right. Uh. All right. So next slide, please. All right, so here's our esteemed guest circled in red because he didn't tell me if I could use this photo or not.
2: Thanks. Yeah, Dad. you can use it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's here. I mean,
2: I, I sent it to you for for you to use also for proof that I was at the unveiling
0: of uh, Franklin. Uh, just uh, uh, in, in, like the only good mascot we have is I, in my, Franklin. my opinion, it's a dog because we used to have a racist rabbit called hip hop.
4: <laughs> what yeah I have, I have a
2: whole thing i don't i can go and do it now i have a whole thing about about hip-hop and franklin and the sixers ownership yeah go um, for it honestly right. so hip-hop was like rabbit alan iverson um who they invented the, the sixers have had lots of mascots uh over the years when i was a kid they had a, a character named big shot who was sort of like uh I don't really even know how to explain him. He was sort of like a, like a knockoff Muppet um, probably was made by, <laughs> by, by Jim Henson productions. Um, Cause they've done a lot of mascot work for Philadelphia area teams. Um, and, and like, I don't, I don't know. People, I feel like you'll, you'll, you'll hear now people will be like, Oh, I loved big shot. And it's like, no, no, he was awful. Um, when I was a kid, my, my mom and I used to go to the Sixers home opener every year um and one year before the game there was like a like a dude in like a blue bodysuit like walking up in the in the rafters uh like like on, the on the ceiling and i said that to my mom and she was like shut up stop making up like things <laughs> and then uh they introduced a new mascot who came down from the ceiling it's called slam and i don't think he lasted like Two or three games um i've never heard of him again no one has heard about him i swear this exists this isn't like a like a a 76
3: is cryptid
2: yeah yeah Yeah. um and then when they when they rebranded uh in like the second year of iverson i believe that's also when they introduced hip-hop who was like a rabbit who dressed like Allen Iverson or, like, a stereotype of a black person in the late 90s. Um, and then, like, eventually they made him really swell. He had, like, he had big, big muscles. Um, the Sixers also briefly had a dude named Lil G, who uh, was,
0: oh, a, Lil G. <laughs> was a dude from,
2: from Bucks County who was a little person and met Pat Croce at an autograph signing. Pat Croce was the Sixers president at the time. And just said, "I want to be your mascot." And Pat Ritchie said, "Like, can you get crazy?" And the guy said, "I can get crazy." And so he was the Sixers mascot for like a couple of years. Like, he's just following medieval out,
3: court hip-hop. jester rules. can yeah. <laughs> yeah. find the he- shortest person you can find and be like, "Hey, can you fucking go crazy with this shit?"
2: Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm going to bring it down here a little bit. He actually died last year. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think the Sixers like even did like a. Uh, oh so again new new ownership not so good o- o- um, always so, in our hearts you know so when the when the sixers ownership bought the team um i i went back and found these articles um and they announced that they were getting rid of hip-hop in 2011. Like in November twenty eleven. Well
3: Nas was right. Hip hop is dead.
2: Yeah, yeah. The I did a Photoshop of that album cover for when they announced the news, I believe. <laughs> um, and when they the the CEO of the team at the time, Adam Aaron, who's now the CEO of AMC Theaters, you occasionally see him in the news for like doing something stupid. Um and obviously movie theaters are not the greatest business uh right now. Um so Adam Aaron said that he, like, talked to people on Twitter, he went on WIP, he read a poll in the Inquirer, and the first one of the first things that he and Josh Harris, who's the, uh, the main owner of the team, said that, here's, here's Adam Aaron's quote, hip-hop wasn't the right image for the team we wanted to create and the product we wanted to offer 76ers fans. Um, so, like, ugh. But, mm. uh, but the, the important thing, I'm really rambling here. The, the important thing is that at that time, they said that they were in, uh, they were in well advanced discussions with Jim Henson's Creature Shop and Dave Raymond. Dave Raymond is the guy who it was the original Philly fanatic and helped create the costume and sort of the character. So, like, literally the kings of mascots, Jim Henson mm-hmm. and, and Dave Raymond. He said they were in deep discussions and he said that, uh, he said that he wanted it to be related to Ben Franklin. Here's his quote: "Ben Franklin is a human being, and these mascots are usually more animals. I don't think our pure mascot. <laughs> I don't think our pure mascot will be Ben Franklin walking around on the court. But if there's a way to work in the founding fathers or the colonial era or even Ben Franklin, that would be a nice feather in the cap. <laughs> but what so so they like, got was a blue dog,
3: cool. Yeah, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah.
2: So so then then the Sixers had a poll. They, they, uh, they, hold on, here we go. They had a contest to pick the new mascot, and this was in December 2011. And they had three choices, and it was a Ben Franklin, just like an old Ben Franklin dude. And these were all just drawings, so, you know, like, we weren't seeing the actual costume. Um, there was a dog named B. Franklin Dog with two G's, and <laughs> he, like, kind of looked like hip hop, but a dog, but, like, in colonial garb. And then there was a uh, I mascot mean, called Phil E. Moose, which was just like a moose. Um, mm-hmm. And so they it had people to vote on it. And so obviously there were two fake choices, Ben Franklin and Philly e. Moose, and B e. Franklin Dog. <laughs> so the contest did not go very well, apparently, because it was never mentioned again. Um, <laughs> so my theory, and I've never been able to confirm this, is that they... They just didn't, like, everybody voted for Philly Moose because that was the only one that was, like, interesting. Hmm. So then, okay, so they talked about how in 2011 they were going to have a Ben Franklin dog mascot. And in February 2015, they finally introduced their Ben Franklin dog mascot. Yeah, um, uh, Seen
3: here at the launch of Franklin episode one, which is a much <laughs> larger cast than I that's remember. A lot of people, Roz. Yeah. How did you get yeah. them all in the recording studio?
2: I was, I was, uh, I was covering this for Philadelphia Magazine, where I was a, uh, I don't know what my title was at the time. I, I worked there, and that's <laughs> uh, why right. that, is, that is why I'm in the background. I need to update my winter coat because I definitely that's still the winter coat I wear. Um, and and. Franklin debuted uh so the way that they debut mascots now, I've been to a bunch of them in in uh, for some reason. Um Dad, and- Dad, is
0: this the Franklin Institute?
2: Yes, it is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> so you so you get a bunch of kids out of school and then you like hype them up, and then you introduce the mascot. And they're all screaming because they're like hyped up on sugar and they're not in school, and it goes great. And this went really well, except that Franklin was supposed to begin with a dunk and he was way far away, and he sort of like flicked it into the basket from far away. So then they did a second take, which was amazing. And he dunked again and he landed flat on his back when he, when he dumped. So it was, (laughs) this is not unusual for Philadelphia mascot swoop. Like, the Eagles mascot parachuted into the vet when he debuted and he crashed into the sidelines. Um...
1: Ah oh, shit, we broke Alice. So,
4: anyway,
2: my point is, is that it took them four years to create a dog like Ben Franklin. Uh, three and a half, really. Hmm. Looks That's, great though.
1: I'm, I'm still I, wondering, like, if, if I think animals associated- I have a with dog. I'm thinking <laughs> animals which are associated with Ben Franklin, I'm thinking a turkey, right? Yes. Yes. Why would you not do a turkey?
3: We don't do that here. We don't do that here. <laughs> just it's a, it's a blue, just, just big go, back, just Shut go back to the 80s shit and just have a guy in a blue zentai creeping around in the rafters, you know? <laughs> Maybe you'll see him. You don't know. Eyes, uh, eyes up. Yeah, that's... Hey, man. Uh, that would be <laughs> the 76 is Mothman.
0: <laughs> that I would... It's, look, at some point, like, I will say to the Sixers credit, the Encore, or like, Encore Entertainment during, like... TV timeouts and shit is incredibly entertaining, simply because like half the people who are who are doing the entertainment at any given point look like they're having the time of their lives, and half of them are just like, "All right, so ritual mass suicide after this is over, right? Right? You bring <laughs> the spike punch, all right? Like, see you at 10. Uh
2: When when the first Union Center opened, um, no, sorry, then it was called the Core State Center when that opened. Oh my I God. my it was the opening, and so my mom and I were there, and they had this 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 group called the do crew uh they were sponsored by by Mountain Dew and it was like a bunch of like i don't know like like breakdancer types like
0: yeah now they're sponsored s- by Dunkin donuts for some reason and
2: what? and so yeah it's weird american sports are weird so so that so so the do crew came out and like one dude did the worm across the court. Other people were dancing and the fans booed immediately. Um, <laughs> and Comcast Sportsnet uh, ran a program, ran out like a behind the scenes of the Sixers opening at the time. They had Pat Croce, the team president at the time. And he said, cheerleaders, great. House band, great. Oh, yeah, the Sixers had a house band for a while. Um, and the crew gone and so they only lasted literally one game he fired them <laughs> after the first game it was so bad this team
0: is brutal as we'll see all right let's talk about uh the history of the sixers so the sixers actually start as the syracuse nationals in the aba if i'm recalling correctly uh
2: it would be the uh yeah. i believe it's the the nbl or oh, the god <laughs> Cause it's, no, it, it's, it's either the BAA or the NBL. Yeah,
0: yeah. They merged yeah. to form the NBA. Right. Uh, and so when <laughs> you talk, Jesus Christ, Dan, are you dead? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a note in here that's just remember the eighties question mark. Yeah, uh, you remember the eighties? Uh, well, the Sixers won their last title in 83 during a decade of dominance between the Celtics and the Lakers. Uh, and they've kind of, as a franchise, I feel like every, so every few years, the Sixers sort of have this like return to relevance and then they just start like sucking ass again. Uh, and remember when I was a kid, uh, 2001, they had drafted Iverson first overall at 96 and I really can't, or 97, I really can't emphasize how crazy that was because he was so good at basketball. And I remember like nine-year-old me just having my mind blown every time I watched Sports Center. Uh, and in two thousand one, the Sixers uh, make it to the NBA Finals, uh, where they uh, lose in five games to the Lakers. But we do have that picture of Allen Iverson stepping over Ty Lue, uh, who is and 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 I, and I truly mean this. Ty Lue is the Forrest Gump of the NBA. uh dad if you want to fill in since i was born in 91 yeah
2: uh, so yeah (laughs) the one thing that that this guy that the, the the new regime did when they first took over is they started publicizing that the sixers had the third most wins and the third most playoff wins in nba history um which is like not a stat you really hear like too much in sports. Like, like, like maybe like, Oh, they have the most wins, you know, or they have the most championships you hear, but they, like this would like circle, like this fact would like circle the arenas, led screens before the games. We're number three. We're yeah. number three. Um, and so the Sixers have a, a team that, uh, you know, had a lot of, have had a lot of stars in their history. You know, um, you know, the original Philadelphia pro basketball team, well, the original Philadelphia League pro basketball team was the Warriors. Um, and they had Wilt Chamberlain originally, and they won a title here. They moved to San Francisco. The Nationals moved to Philadelphia. The, the, uh, the Warriors traded Wilt back to Philly. Um, and the Sixers won a title with him as well. And obviously in the 70s, they had Dr. J after uh, the ABA and NBA merged. And, you know, they had Charles Buckley in the 80s as well. And then they had Iverson in the 90s and 2000s. They've had a lot of players who are stars and, you know, are considered among some of the greatest of all time. But they only have those two titles plus one in Syracuse. Um, So while they have won a lot of games, the third most, uh, they haven't had a lot of championships.
0: And we're going to see why. (laughs) i will say uh charles barkley still actually lives around philly uh which is the funniest little nugget because i have seen him at the city avenue target
2: i i once wrote an article about how everyone sees charles barkley at the city avenue target no i don't feel special anymore (laughs) yeah sorry
0: (laughs) um but yeah he
2: lives he lives right there uh and so yeah so but i mean that's like Pretty cool. I, everyone I talked to for that article said he was like more than gracious with anybody who wanted to pose for photos with him. Yeah,
0: he was, he was I can confirm,
3: he was really nice. So some, uh, everybody some
2: goes perseverance. Charles Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
3: go, so, some perseverance to keep going to the same target when you know that people know that you <laughs> go. There.
0: Well, he wants to be recognized, though. Charles yeah. Barkley loves being on TV. It's not a criticism of him, but the guy really wants you to talk about how great Charles Barkley is, even though he never won a
2: title. He, he also oh. literally lives right there. I'm not. I'm. He yeah, lives he in like is, a high rise building, so like I'm not really like revealing where he lives. But yeah, he yeah, lives right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I yeah, think his, I his might. I think I might know is the the problem.
0: Problem. Uh, Actually, Roz and I have been to that building at 3 a.m. not to see Charles Barkley, but uh, we should. start for another <laughs> time.
1: Uh, oh, oh, that that evening. Oh, Jesus. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, next
3: slide, please. <laughs> so we're just gonna leave that one hanging okay oh, yes. well,
0: we could talk about that uh that was actually we've referenced it before that was the night that uh we had to stop drinking at our own party uh because it was getting too wildly out of hand and some guy uh showed up already out of his mind on painkillers proceeded to drink most of a 30 rack by himself pass out drunk try to sexually uh uh uh, harass one two of our friends uh went back to sleep drunk we had to put him into the recovery positions the medics came and told us that basically he was our pro- fucking problem now <laughs> uh, and then he woke up called himself an uber and our equally drunk roommate had to ride in the uber with him back to undisclosed location where charles barkley lives uh And we had to... And then he was like, come into my apartment. So we made sure he was okay. And then we stole all of his beer as recompense. Yes. (laughs) And then we went to Taco Bell at 3 a.m. And they were really nice to me and gave me extra cinnamon twists because my night had been so fucking terrible.
1: Bright college days.
0: All right. So this is uh, the Fresh (laughs) Prince of Despair. (laughs) So let's talk about the Harris sale. All right. So... Josh Harris is a uh, hedge fund ghoul. We'll
4: are they say. Ola, aren't yeah, they? <laughs> he
0: owns uh, or started Apollo Capital Management, which is one of the like very large hedge funds or private equity. I think they might actually do both. Is there uh, a sports team that isn't owned by a hedge fund The Packers. Guy now? The Packers. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Steelers are owned by whatever Heinz Air is kicking around at the moment. Yeah, John Kerry. Yeah, uh, so uh, Josh Harris, Hedge Fund Ghoul, previously the Sixers had been owned by Comcast, uh, which actually owns me, Roz, and Dan as we live in the city of Philadelphia, so please don't turn our matrix implants off, guys. Um,
2: Uh, I was a contractor for Comcast for several years. um,
0: it is is hard
2: to be a worse company than than comcast but the the new sixers ownership has found a way
0: i i will say my uh my girlfriend's sister works for she goes to direction when she's co-oping for comcast right now and she's like well into that cult and i'm just like listen no i can't listen to you talk about how good a company comcast is and i will unplug the matrix implant myself i I actually (laughs) really enjoyed working
2: there i just wish they had given me health insurance
0: yeah, help yeah. these <laughs> right. off, you know. <laughs> uh, oh Uh no. nice. in America, Dan. Can't have that. Yeah. Uh so Josh Harris and also Will and Jada Pinkett Smith and a few other people by the Sixers from Comcast for 280 million. Uh they retained their coach uh who had actually played for the Sixers. His guy guy's name is Doug Collins uh they had had a decent run the year before but like we had said they kind of been stuck in limbo uh for a while but that first they fire their gm who sucked ass anyway in my opinion uh and then they they struggle a bit they make it into the playoffs it's a lockout shortened season so we'll get into nba labor relations with the slide that has a picture of the battle of blair mountain on it uh (laughs) but the the They upset the bulls in the first round of the playoffs, uh please note the bulls uh were missing their two star players, and they took the Celtics to seven and lost and My notes say, keep that in mind, the Celtics are this team's grim reaper uh so i i I do want to say like this is going to be fun for me, sorry, Dan, as a Celtics fan, just because <laughs> i look I love the idea that the sixers were- spe- specifically constructed to beat the Celtics team. I never can. Do, do you yeah, want a Grim Reaper drop? Oh yeah, but I I the last slide is just the Grim Reaper. It was just the Celtics logo super in-faced on the Grim Reaper's body. And I'm, I'm really <laughs> excited to show that I, off. I, I I
3: was just gonna do it every time you mention the Celtics, I was just gonna do like a
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Um even though it implies that we're the carry-on. <laughs> uh what else we got? Alright, so Dan, do you remember the Mo Harkless draft? Of course, of course. He was, I, all I remember about him was that he got hurt a lot and wasn't very good. And that same year they signed Kwame Brown and like Nick Young. And I, I kind of wanted to talk about Nick Young for a second. If, if Roz suddenly developed into a basketball player and, <laughs> okay, and also right. dropped like 30 IQ points uh, <laughs> and was just like. All right, I'm going to do the things for the memes. Like, I'm going to do it for the Graham. If he was Swaggy P. Yeah, if he was Epical Style, that's, that's Nick Young, also known as Swaggy P, who is, he's the best meme fodder the NBA has ever had. But they also signed Kwame Brown, who was drafted in 2003 by the Washington Wizards, I want to say. And he was horrible
2: there's he's He's, like he's he's famous he was the number one overall pick he's famous for being like losing losing all his skills after michael jordan harassed him in practice too much
0: yeah he got space jammed he he literally got space (laughs) jammed like like that's like the plot of Space Jam happened to Kwame Brown.
3: <laughs> he just what did Michael Jordan say to him? Michael that like, Jordan, by all accounts, is just
0: like it at, on the best days, like an unhinged sociopath. Yeah, but like, what did he do
3: to him that he like burned out all Fucked of his mom? his yeah, like 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 fucking he he <laughs> <laughs> the Jordan nerve pinch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Kwame Brown just folds over. Like just that's it. That's it.
3: There's still more wizards just, basketball. Michael Jordan just sucked the basketball right out of him. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He he did. He became the monster he swore to destroy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next slide, please. All right. This is Andre Iguodala. He used to play for the Sixers. Then he went to the Warriors. You'll notice he's holding a trophy in his hand. Hmm. You'll notice that he's not wearing a Sixers shirt.
3: <laughs> are those two things like not
0: correlated sure with each other? Sure are. Let's talk about the fucking Andrew Bynum trade. So in this b- bizarre world NBA trade, where you could have like four teams involved in trades at once, uh the Sixers sent Nikola v- uh, Vucevic, Mo Harkless, Andre Iguodala, pictured here, and a future first rounder uh, to Orlando and Denver. This is between Orlando, Denver, Philly, and L.A. And they got Andrew Bynum and Jason Richardson. So Nikola Vucevic and Andre Iguodala have blossomed into very good players. Uh, Iguodala won a Finals MVP in 2015 that he shouldn't have won uh, because he got it for guarding LeBron James,
2: who who had like an incredible series. <laughs>
0: yeah, who had, I think statistically, like one of the best playoff series ever, and like. He 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 has a trophy from that year. LeBron doesn't. So what do I know? But uh, they've blossomed, like I said, into two very good players. Butchovic uh, is a multi-time uh, All Star. Uh, Andre Goddala has been Sixth Man of the Year infinity times. Uh, but yeah, you'll notice that he's not wearing a Sixers shirt in that photo. Uh, and in exchange, the Sixers got Andrew Bynum, who is an who was an All Star center, and then. Uh, went to a bowling alley, blew up his leg and died. If I remember correctly, what?
4: what? He,
3: Go back over that for me for a second. Uh, yes. What?
0: He Andrew Bynum like <laughs> was always hurt on the Sixers, and it came out that he had injured. I, I don't think it was his leg. I think it was his arm. If I remember correctly, Dan, you can correct me if I'm wrong. That he had like blown up at a bowling alley and had like yes. lied about it to team doctors and then just so never played had- the game um he had had
2: uh like he had had severe knee problems and that's one of the reasons why he was available in a trade had he not had these knee problems i don't think the lakers would have traded him um he but he in that offseason was getting treatment for i believe arthritis in his knees and he was told not to do any like activity but you know he was you know a person and despite having you know, millions of dollars, but perhaps because of it, he went out and did stuff. And one of those things was was bowling at, I believe, a uh, Lucky Strike, a Center City bowling alley. Incredible. Um, and <laughs> they say that that maybe, uh, you know, was something that contributed to him to him not recovering. Who knows? I, I don't. I don't necessarily uh know, but but I do know that his knees just continued to worsen after the sixers got him and he never played for for them
0: and i believe jason richardson played like 30 games and then also basically didn't play again so this was sort of supposed to be a good year for the sixers and it wasn't uh because again uh andrew bynum blew up his legs and died (laughs) and they had no one on that roster that wasn't dying like the whole team was hurt like at one point i think i suited up for the sixers (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that basketball account that follows us. It puts us into simulated lineups sometimes. I was actually there. Yeah, you oh, just yeah. You I mean, laced every, them up for that.
1: Everyone in the city limits, uh, there's sort of an order in which yeah. they'd be asked to suit yeah. up. Yeah, Roz, Roz is starting a <laughs> guard
0: for the uh for the <laughs> Eagles on Thursday, so good luck, <laughs> Remember what I told you. Hands out, hands down, man down, Roz. <laughs> All right. So, April eighteenth, twenty thirteen, Doug Collins resigns, and on May eleventh, twenty thirteen, this idiot team hires Sam Hinkie. Next slide, please.
1: I just wanted to point out that the way the trophy is depicted on the shirt, yeah, looks like uh, a, a waste paper basket.
3: Oh, oh yeah. it really does. Yeah. Also, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> like the owner you can of the dunk Warriors, it into the basket.
0: Alice, I wanna I have a story just for you that the Order <laughs> of the Warriors definitely fucked that trophy. <laughs> what? Okay. It's a weird story that actually I think Deadspin broke. That like he had said something real fucking weird about old Deadspin R.I.P. Yeah. Um, about how he had talked about like, yeah, we did some stuff with it. His name is Joe <laughs> Lacob, and he definitely fucked that trophy. How? how? What? I don't ask
3: questions. This <laughs> is a bootleg t shirt. Taken I th- by someone. I, th- I thought, that son- you, <laughs> I thought <laughs> that, like people putting bodily fluids on or in the trophies was a hockey thing,
0: you know. But apparently not. Yeah, they dented the, the when the uh, when the Caps won it, they dented it. Uh, they dented it pretty bad, if I recall, because they kept just I, throwing it around.
4: I
2: actually have a have a story about the other owner of the Warriors, uh, Peter Goober. His um, last name seriously Goober. Yeah, Cooper. Yes. So, so, Peter Goober was like a, a Hollywood guy. Um, and he and a guy named John Peters, who was uh, a hairdresser who became involved with Barbara Streisand, um, they actually ran Sony Pictures for a brief, disastrous time. And here's there's a great book about it called Hit and Run by Nancy Griffin and Kim Masters. They're like longtime Hollywood journalists. Um, and so let me let me tell you how Peter Guber wanted the movie Rain Man to end. Uh, I, I actually pulled, I, I have an image of this. I've, I tweeted it once, so I was able to find the image of it real quick. Bomb and Mara arrived for breakfast at Guber's house promptly the next day. Guber told them he had thought of the perfect way to wrap up the movie. Mara's draft concluded with Hoffman's character, the autistic Raymond, being brought back to Los Angeles by his brother. The last sequence was of the brothers sitting on a hill outside of Dodger stadium, watching a baseball game. I've got this ending. That's going to be really sensational. Hoover told them excitedly, but what will happen is Raymond will come back and suddenly his brother will get him to pitch in the Dodger game and he'll win the world series for the Dodgers. And it'll be big. It'll be huge. <laughs> so imagine if that's how Raymond ended with like a, like, yeah, hey, it's a ending better. where Raymond is pitching and wins the World Series for the Dodgers. So, this is one of the smart guys who owns the Warriors.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, here's a quote about Joe Lakem fucking the trophy because he fucked the trophy. Quote, I had made a promise to myself that I would sleep with the trophy that night, reveals Lake who, which rides um, with Jacob apparently. His fiance and I, uh, Nicole, the, and I did sleep with it. Uh, on one hand we gotta ask more questions, the other we really don't want to know any one of these already shared. I'll leave it to the imagination," he says, grinning. We had a lot of fun with it. What? 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 Yeah, Joe, like, <laughs> fucked a trophy. How do you,
2: like, it's not, it
4: doesn't
2: have a hole in it, it's not like the... the right
3: around. Maybe that trophy has, like, been inserted somewhere. That's See, that's the only thing I could think mm. of, but like... Yeah.
0: I listen, uh, we're we are a professional podcast, and I will not resort to mere mm-hmm. speculation. All right, so uh this is a bootleg t-shirt. Uh someone was selling in Philly, and you can tell that because there's an Eagles background <laughs> that the shirts on. <laughs> uh. so Sam Hinkie uh is hired uh for the Rockets. Uh, he actually wasn't bad, but just a little bit of background. He was born in the Netherlands because, of oh course, he boy. was where his dad was working for Halliburton.
3: <laughs> okay, I uh, just like. <laughs> yeah, hey, what, what if they're weaponized shoe polish factories?
0: Yes. So <laughs> he, this, he is a, a truly like a VC guy. He worked at Bain Capital. He had gone to Stanford. He goes to the Rockets. Uh, next slide, please. Where he learns about the lesson sort of uh done by billy bean uh which is actually oh who the who the ball who the book moneyball is about we're getting and, into
3: something i actually know about instead of yeah. just basketball we're yeah. getting <laughs> moneyball we're getting to sabermetrics yeah so what if you just Alice, do any... you want to talk about sabermetrics <laughs> what if instead of being good at sports you put all of the data about sports into a big Excel spreadsheet and that tells you how to play the sports. And then independently of this, 10 years later, Nate Silver calls the election wrong and you get Trump as president.
0: All right. Well, that wasn't (laughs) as helpful as I thought it could have been, but that's fine. Listen, Uh, is that not an accurate summary of Sabermetrics? Well, that's close. I mean, Sabermetrics sort of focuses on what you don't see in traditional scouting of talent. So, uh, Billy Bean, who is the manager of the Oakland A's, a small market team, has to sort of find a way to compete with the big markets, New York, Boston, L.A., so on and so forth. And they sort of talk about, you know, how often does a guy actually get on base? Like, what's his slugging percentage? Stuff like that. How, you know, as opposed yeah, to more just data, like, more, are, data right? more data, more right. data. Right. And so Daryl Morey, who's at the Rockets, and Sam Hinkie sort of follow this religiously. And it's it's worth noting that this is when the NBA and I hit on it earlier is starting to really lean into analytics and lean into shot selection. So the idea of efficiency is starting to become really popular. Uh, the Warriors are about to you know bang out three titles in four years uh, because yeah, a,
3: the Rain Man ending came true after all, just yeah, a different it's, sport.
0: It's, yeah, but just Steph yeah, Curry is yeah. Rain Man. Yeah. Uh,
3: so three point shooting, you know.
0: Very up close to the rim. Like you're talking about stuff like seating rebounds so you can get back on transition defense. Um, you're you're going small, so you have an emphasis on speed. You know, guys like Russell Westbrook, um, being able to sort of cut as sort of the next coming of Allen Iverson. Uh guys like Damian Lillard being able to shoot from 40 feet away pretty reliably. Uh, the idea of spacing the floor, that all sort of becomes Very apparent in this sort of 2010 2015 range, I would say. Next slide, please. So, Sam Hinky, uncomfortably high resolution photograph. (laughs) Yeah, you're
4: welcome.
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess let's talk about the process, which is why we're here. You can drop it, Alice. Oh God!
4: All right. and they're chanting
0: trust the process all right so sam pinky uh decides to zig instead of zag and he says we're not gonna do the the logic basically is as follows uh we are bad and (laughs) no stars are gonna want to come here in free agency which is one of the primary ways you acquire players so we're gonna have to draft them and how you get better draft odds to get better players in the draft is by losing a bunch.
4: <laughs> God, <okay. laughs> so
0: You're talking about essentially the private equity model of basketball, where you pillage a team for its resources that you think are undervalued and you oversell them essentially, and you, you sell them when they're overvalued. So the Sixers embark on this. Deluded ass vision quest uh <laughs> to lose basically as many games as possible um to the point where like and we'll get there, but at the NBA has to like flatten the lottery odds. So you're talking about basically losing on purpose. Any um, percent speed run? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so his first move as GM is to trade their best player for. Uh, a former lottery pick, Nerlens Noel, who had been drafted, I think, number six, who had blown up his knee or his ACL and a future first rounder. And we'll talk about that because Sam Hinkie loves stockpiling him some picks, especially in the second round, because it, you know, uh, another basketball team, the San Antonio Spurs had figured out that there was talent to be had. In the second part of the draft and in getting like a bunch of Europeans no one had ever heard of and putting them into a cohesive basketball team. But Sam Hinkie is not the Spurs, Brett Brown is not uh is not uh Greg Popovich, and we'll see what happens. Uh
4: next slide, please. Uh yeah. This is Michael Carter Williams.
0: Looking um, like he's having a good
3: time. I was about to say, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, the season after, like in the time after Hinkie was hired, everyone leaves, including Andrew Bynum, who died. Uh, and so Michael Carter Williams is drafted. He was drafted number one overall, I think. No, he no, wasn't. He, no, he was
2: like eleventh, something like that. Yeah, because because yeah. Noeline's Noel was the sixth pick. That's right, um, and that
0: draft class was truly abysmal which is one of the, the risks of tanking that we don't talk about is that some draft classes are a lot better than others. And the 2013 draft class of which Michael Carter Williams and Erlinswell were a part of
3: was big ass. Look, I'm just going to throw every game that comes my way and not pay any attention to college basketball. I'm sure it's fine.
0: Yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, doing what I do to Roz when I'm trying to annoy him and making him watch Providence College just back around a bunch of 20-footers. uh Uh, so Michael Carter Williams actually wins rookie of the year because a they had to give it to somebody and and be like statistically he was great he just was on a horrible team um and you think okay no big deal so they're tanking to build a team around Michael Carter Williams uh absolutely not there are 82 games in a basketball season the Sixers go 19 and 63. Damn. damn And yet not even the worst record that year because the bucks were 17 and 65.
2: yeah the the sixers actually started that season three and yeah they um, had beaten the heat i think yeah yeah they beat the heat in the opener oh uh, beat the heat Who, yeah, were, were getting... then the. Uh, i don't know if they were the uh the, yeah, reigning, the champs reigning champs, or, or champs. Yeah, yeah they were the reigning champs
0: all right uh so we're talking we're gonna get into it a little bit more we're starting to talk about truly ugly unwatchable basketball uh and also the thing that i i'm, I'm going to talk about a bit more is turning players into commodities hmm. uh and we'll see sort of what happens to young players when like there's no i hate to say adults in the room but one of the things you have to remember about these guys is that a lot of them are 19 and 20 years old because you only have to do if you go the college route you only have to play one year of college ball to go to the nba so you're talking about the expectations of a city more money than they've ever had in their entire lives for a lot of these guys and huge amounts now of freedom. And like, I don't know about y'all, but if someone had handed me $7.5 million and I was 19 years old and said, okay, you play professional basketball, go have fun. I would have a Coke problem. So ambitious,
3: I would bankrupt the country of Kalabia. I am (laughs) buying the gold Furby with the movable eyes from Uncut Gems at that point.
0: Yes, I am doing that. Oh, Adam Saylor was in my neighborhood the other day, but I didn't see him. Mm. It was a real shame. Uh, Next slide, please. Joel Embiid! Uh, Ah, Joel Embiid. Alright, so this is the 2014 NBA Draft. Uh Joel Embiid uh had been a star at Kansas. Uh he is incredible when he's healthy. He's 7 feet tall. He has an amazing wingspan. He can dominate a game when he decides to take over. Uh he can bully people around simply with his size. He's extremely he's an extremely gifted basketball player. Can I guess um, the catch?
3: Can I guess the catch? Is there a he, catch? He, he,
0: yeah, oh yeah, there's a catch,
3: Alice. What do you think it is? <laughs> is the catch that he can't fucking stay healthy? And his conditioning
0: sucks ass and he's a little <laughs> baby back bitch. Yep, that's in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I remember I uh, I remember this because I, at, the, at then and now I got all of my uh, sports writing from whatever the wreckage of Deadspin and now Defector and The Athletic and they were just like He's never going to play. And there was a prevailing thought. I don't know if it was the consensus, but it was the prevailing thought that he would never play in the NBA. Um, So you spent your number three draft pick on this guy who might never play. And in fact, he misses his first two seasons. Um, But that's part of the process, right? You you (laughs) you lose games on purpose and it doesn't matter. You don't care about winning. Trust the process. Which again,
3: sucks to watch. <laughs> Watching a hedge fund play basketball sounds like a great time. So, so yes. would
1: people be chanting Trust the Process when they
2: lost? Yes.
3: Oh, um, As sarcastic.
2: Yeah. No, movies. I think the Trust the Process chants only really started after they started winning.
0: That's true. That's
2: um, fair. There were also just fewer people there when they were really dead, I mean, there's a, a guy I know bought... An entire row for, I believe, ten cents.
0: Uh, <laughs> wow, my my girlfriend's family uh had season tickets because they caught they were very cheap and it's a good way to entertain five people. Um and they before the start of every home game would get like a handwritten note and like swag bags and stuff because the Sixers actually managed to uh bottom out in attendance in the NBA before they started being good and actually increasing it because you could do stuff like High five players coming out of the tunnel because there's like eight season ticket holders, so it doesn't matter. Like, all of you could stand there.
3: Hmm. Yeah, it's like, just do you want a box? Yeah. <laughs> we don't give a
0: shit. We're not using them. All right. <laughs> yes. uh, next slide, please. <laughs> this is the best picture I have. <laughs> Looking good. All right. So the Sixers also draft. Uh... Okay. So this is Dario Saric uh sponsored by Pornhub apparently uh yeah the Sixers were real quick out of the gate with those sponsored jerseys um the Sixers draft a guy named Alfred Payton and then trade him or to the magic the Orlando magic for the rights to this guy Dario Saric um and they also swap picks um even just kind of Saric, horse trading stuff. Right. Saric uh has just signed a two-year contract. Guess what continent he's gonna play in? Ooh. South America. Asia Minor. Actually, he yeah, sort of, Roz. It's the Turkish <laughs> basketball league. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
0: they're gonna keep him overseas for two years. They're they're number 10. Because remember, you're not trying to win games. Uh so. Yeah, sorry, you're just in Turkish basketball jail. Yeah, you're in Turkish (laughs) basketball jail. We never know if you're going to escape. Uh, Have fun on Mykonos for $8.
3: (laughs) Yeah, playing (laughs) playing against a team that's four goats and one old guy. (laughs) Those four goats, man, they stack on top of each other, that's a scary (laughs) rebounding present.
0: (laughs) Uh, Really dominate the low post when they start attacking your knees. so the again no one actually knows if he's ever going to come to the united states uh and if you view it through the lens of well we're just stockpiling picks and drafting whatever then it's a great deal but like again sucks to watch
4: Mm, unless Um,
0: you're in turkey unless you're in turkey all right next slide please the the 2014-2015 season. <laughs> the normal man. Scene I, here. I remember my
1: dad Whip calling. The excellent me.
2: spelling. Yeah. progress uh,
1: ho- pro pro ho- progress oh.
3: Progess. Yeah. Trust the
1: progress. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Trust the process.
3: My uh, man just really likes the pogs and got kind po- of confused.
0: Good band. Um So I remember this season being the one where my dad called me after a Sixers Knicks game and told me he was sorry that I had gone to school in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, this team was absolutely, truly fucking horrible. It was truly built to lose. They had traded their leading scorer from the previous season. Uh, seven of these guys were undrafted. You had 15 dudes making 25 million combined, which was less than what the Knicks were playing. An old man, Amari Stoudemire. Oh, that's by that bad. Point was
3: Pretty bad. Ima- imagine what was it like being one of these guys? You know, oh, we'll see on the next slide. Next slide, please.
0: You have to, might have to do this in present mode.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. What what is happening here? I, I want oh. you to
2: play the video if you can. Oh. I have I have brought nice. some uh some video clips. Some b-roll. Uh, they're,
0: yeah, they're just
2: the one.
4: Clips. Just the one. Oh,
1: is it broken? <laughs> <laughs> I, is it broken? <laughs> Open link. <sighs> it says I need access. Jesus. Alright. Uh, let, let me try and find...
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hold okay, on. hold on. I, and welcome
0: to, well there's your problem, a disaster. That's right. A, dis- so a disaster, if you I'll, I'll say... With, with, yeah. with
3: slides, uh, but, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> this is this is actually a problem teachers are having a lot this year when they're trying to present google slides to their classes Mm, they're getting these like weird permission errors
0: um okay you should have access now all right so this is the end of a game ah crap that's fine uh, and as you'll see, Dan, if you want to explain what's going on here. Sure.
2: So the Sixers used to have a promotion where you uh, you, you, the, you got free Big Macs if they scored over 100 points. So here's the end of the game. It's, it's great with the sound because the fans are going nuts. Here they are jumping around, and then he stumbles and, and falls, and they, and they don't get the free Big Macs. He probably wasn't going <laughs> to hit a shot anyway. It's coming up great here. They immediately find a dude in the stands like rubbing his stomach. Um, which is like just excellent work by this. Like the the Sixers may have been a, a B team at the time, but the, the Comcast Sportsnet uh camera crew was 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 still at the top of their game. Um and yeah, so I mean this is what Sixers fans cheered for was, you know, free Big Macs. Um, yeah, and it, it, just kind and of around like, 14 straight home losses at that point.
3: Just kind of a, a food pantry rather than a rather than a basketball team. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> Roz. You should finish that illustration. I, yeah. I'm, I, I, it's like it's the starry I'm, plow. It's good. It's it's good Irish oh, we'll, socialist representation. We'll, we're going we'll we'll to get to that. the plow and
0: the stars. Yeah, I I listen. Uh, basketball. I, I have been <laughs> basketball. to <the> basketball. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, oh, man. Yeah, uh, so like you're talking just a truly dreadful season, like dudes on on ten day contracts, which is the like smallest thing you can do. And it's for like when your whole team has been blown up and died. Uh, <laughs> they're just inserting them into the starting lineup. And again, like talking about players as disposable assets. Uh, Michael Carter Williams and Tony Roten get caught on a blunt cruise by the side of the highway in New Jersey.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> Durland's Zoella's is back and he hates Michael Carter Williams. Um, and that's what I that's what I was talking about. Like this, you know, the players feel disposable because you've got 15 dudes playing for a roster spot. You know, they're all making the minimum There, it's like, what do you have to play for when you want to lose on purpose? Like that's demoralizing, if nothing else. Like if you're on a bad team and you know, because of injuries or whatever, you know, that's sort of one thing. But like, I've always, I've always felt bad for not the Knicks, the the, like, the team, but the Knicks, the players, Mm -hmm. because like, just to be stuck on the hamster wheel of mediocrity, and like, because you're never good, like you're just like if you're a team that at least always makes it to the playoffs, even if you uh, pull a Sixers and get vaporized by the Celtics in four, like you have something to play for and you want to come back the next season. But like, what do you do when you're fucking losing 17 games in a row? Like, you don't want to be the record books. You're going to be utterly humiliated. People are laughing at you every night on national television. Like that feeling fucking sucks. And I I think the Sixers specifically Sam Hinkie and specifically ownership bear the vast majority of responsibility for making players feel that way and for not sort of helping them out as we'll see um I really do want to want to talk about that like later but yeah I think that ownership bears a huge amount of responsibility for treating these guys like just assets to be sold and bought and sort of uh you know like they're disposable but was there ever any pushback though like from players yeah sort of I mean there was a lot of like sniping at some point like joel Embiid, sort of took on the process label but he's like a transformational talent and he sort of empathized with sam hinky but a lot of these other guys like there's an interview from michael carter williams on the night of the draft uh the next year where they take um oh the darius arch trade where he's like yeah i don't know what's happening like in a lot of there's there's these interviews kind of from a few years ago, where people are just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, this sucks ass, dude. Um, there's there's pushback to the players, but and I mean the the attendance drops because like nobody wants to go watch their team get blown out by 30 every night, no matter how cheap the tickets are. Uh, I do want to say one of the things I did learn. Um, a lot of the research is taken from a book uh that I will post the link to. Um but Brett Brown, who's coaching the Sixers. Takes them on field trips like he takes the players to like museums and he lets them give presentations on things they find interesting and uh i just love the idea of being a professional basketball player and some asshole, like calling you like if you don't get to the practice facility by 8 30 the, bu- the bus isn't going to wait for you
4: like
0: it's a school bus you've got all these like six nine dudes crammed into 20 seats <laughs> people are starting to like kick each other for floor space like i would have i would have killed to be on, on one of those field trips <laughs> um the sixers start this season fucking and 17. Uh, and they avoid going zero and i think owen 17 ties the record for the worst start in nba history uh and they only win a game because they had to play the then two and 14 los angeles lakers they were like we don't want to be in the history books but that's all the fight you're going to see out of this team for a while. Um, so up here is Joel Embiid, um, who is starting to sort of come apart at the seams. His brother, Arthur. So Joel Embiid is is Cameroonian, and he had come over to the United States for high school and then for college and obviously in the NBA. And his brother, his, I believe 10-year-old brother, dies in a car crash. Jesus. And so obviously that's, that's uh, really bad. I will say to Sam Hinkie's credit that his brother had also died young and he comforted Joel when it happened. But Joel is not playing, he's hurt, he's gaining weight, his conditioning's out of control. Obviously, his brother died, so uh and and I would say that there's not much sympathy for him, at least in, in at least that I remember. Um, Dan may have a, a contrast to that, but I don't really remember there being a ton of sympathy for him, even though his life was I mean really fucking it was it was it was getting rough and when you're not playing and especially when the team you're going to come back to is whatever a 10 and 72 uh garbage fire why would you want to play
2: at all Yeah the thing people there was a report that he had gained weight cuz he drank so many Shirley Temples um <laughs> that's something that I, I think remember people that. still talk about
0: And the, I remember the Chick-fil-A milkshakes
2: Oh yeah 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 I mean those are pretty good
0: yeah, yeah that's fair um so what are all reorganize the slides but we're starting to see pushback the players union um like hinky starts to basically piss off the whole league um because his lieutenants you know and him fully take over the players union advises agents to not sign with the sixers because the sixers were Brian? right right yeah. the Sixers were famous for cutting these these the terrible deals piss of death yeah exactly and and like you know the NBA is a small world so you know if an agent thinks oh well you fucked over one of my guys I, why the fuck would I talk to you you know and Sam Hinkie thought to himself well when I come and offer a max contract of course they'll listen then and it's just like maybe and maybe not like it's yeah. rare that only one team offers a max contract and even so why would you sign a max contract to go play with the Sixers when yeah, I tell you, could, you
3: you're burning all of that goodwill because like right. even if agents are sharks they still like their players right sometimes and they need to get paid yeah.
0: yeah and like if your guy is being offered you know a bullshit 2 plus 2 deal uh at the minimum you're not going to get your cut either and so even, there's,
2: even players they they drafted were like Wrangling with the Sixers. This was in 2014. They took a guy named KJ McDaniel's with uh, like the first or second pick of the second round, and uh, they couldn't come to terms on a contract because they wanted the Sixers wanted him to sign some like longer than average deal, and McDaniel's and his agent didn't want to, and he ended up just signing a one year deal, and then they traded him for another second round pick, like toward the end of the season.
0: Well, yeah, it, it, exactly. And I mean, that's that's it. It's like stockpiling picks and KG McDaniels. I think is still in the league and he's he's fine. He's serviceable.
2: Uh, I believe he was with like an NBDL team this oh, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's gone.
0: That's oh, yeah. The Greensboro Swarm. Everybody's favorite, favorite. Yeah. Team. <laughs> uh, although he did play uh with in the uh philippine basketball association with the tnt catropa Hmm. i've always been envious of foreign leagues and they're just insane names
2: i believe that that's a sponsorship i think that Hmm. like tnt is like let me look at yeah talk and text tropang texters Awesome. That's a Let's oh go texters. right.
0: Let's go, yeah. te- let's, let's go tropang Texas. <laughs> oh no, now they're the uh, TNT tropang giga.
2: Oh yes, so- I see that.
3: I see that. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna still, I, I mean, some of the like, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go back to baseball because baseball is my thing, but like, I'm still very into my favorite baseball team, the Fukuoka Softbank Hawks. Yes. <laughs> you go have Softbank to say Hawks. the whole thing.
0: Go Softbank Hawks. All right, here are the pan Giga's names, 1990 to 1992,
3: the Pepsi Hot Shots. <laughs> That's a drink I'm older. Yeah, wait, the next one's even better. The s-
0: go ahead, Dan.
2: <laughs> the 7-Up <seven of> uncolas. <laughs> that they were.
0: That they were the Pepsi Mega Bottlers? <laughs> the mobileine cellulars, the <laughs> mobile phone pals, the talking text, the talking text phone pals. When are they, the they the gonna be Hague like Texas. the 5G
3: force FEMs?
0: The <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so, like Catropa and now they're the, the Tropeg Giga. I, I want the Sixers to have to be forced to change their name to something silly every year. Philadelphia also, Texas, yeah. In case you're not aware, and I can't believe I have to say this. 76 refers to the year the Const- the Declaration of Independence got there was signed, not Interstate 76 outside of Philadelphia.
1: This is something it? I was confused <laughs> about, right? Which is yeah. that, okay, so the 49ers, right? They're named yeah. after the 49ers, the people who went out to California. Yeah, My goal, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we don't refer to the people who signed the Declaration of
3: Independence <laughs> as the 76ers. No, we, we we call them the Congressional Texters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Congressional Texter Giggers, <laughs> The Congressional <laughs> yeah. Mega Bottlers. Oh, Mega
0: Founding Philosophers. Yes. <laughs> yes, the famous Congressional Uncolas.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> all right.
0: So let's give you an example of, uh, and like, I I have it in the notes here. Why would, why would you buy a team if you can't afford to run it? And next slide, please.
1: The Philadelphia uh, Confederation article. Uh,
0: I'm (laughs) sorry, that's
1: York, Pennsylvania, our nation's first
3: capital.
0: (laughs) Put some respect on our name, please. (laughs) All right. This is... I'm just gonna let you guess what nationality this guy is, Alex. This is the
3: most Ukrainian-looking
0: motherfucker. <laughs> Russia I've Russian. <laughs> this is Andre Kir, oh, okay. uh boy, Kirilenko. Okay, seen here in the wrong uniform because I couldn't find one of him in the Sixers jersey. <laughs> what a oh.
3: shocker! Yeah, so- <laughs> seen see here playing for the Utah Turbo Jazz Texters. Yes. The- <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: mitt romney is a fan of the utah turbo jazz texters and i hope they never fucking win a title i don't care (laughs) how good donovan mitchell is i don't want to hear it anymore so the sixers trade for andre kirilenko uh they trade a second rounder because uh andre kirilenko is a father of two with a pregnant wife on bed rest how how old is he he's 33. (laughs) okay So he has told the Nets at any team that is interested in him, I am not going to report
3: because my wife is on bed rest. I'm just not going to show up. Yeah, and also Uh, I am 33 years old playing a sport that you stop being good at when you're 22 unless you're one of like three guys. Yes, yes, but uh, also
0: his nickname, Alice, I thought you would like this, is AK 47. <laughs> that his, is cool because his jersey was 47, his initials are AK, uh-huh. He's from the That's same clever. town that uh, Kalishnikov is from. Huh. Uh, so Andre Kirilenko lives in Brooklyn because he plays with the Nets and he refuses to show up. Sam Hinky thought he would because Brooklyn to Philly isn't that far. JJ Reddick could fucking do it. Um, and he refuses to show up, like I said. So the Sixers start finding him fifty thousand dollars a day, <sighs> despite wow. what he had told them. Uh, until the union has to intervene. And I just wanted to use Andre Kirilenko and his truly magnificent haircut. I think when I was <laughs> eight, I had this haircut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it it is a, a junior high ass haircut.
2: Yeah, this is top, something your old top, man. Top.
0: Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with this haircut, so. Yeah.
2: This, this is the lead singer of a Russian emo band, by, uh, yeah. not a
0: basketball player. The super black skinny jeans texters, yes. Oh yeah. This yeah. is a Bellamy haircut. Alright, next slide please. Right, so you might be wondering why there's a slide from the Battle of Blair Mountain.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Did they drop these
4: I guys don't, I don't remember. Alright,
0: so they trade Michael Carter Williams. And ref and fail d- they fail to notify both him and his agent. Ooh. And his agency announces they will no longer
3: deal with Hinky. And that's twenty-five percent of the lead. I mean, can we just say that like maybe the seventy-sixers just like have anxiety and are small beans and find it difficult to <laughs> no. text people? No, we can't. No, we can't.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: uh so uh Awesome. Ugh. Um <laughs> so the the Pelicans who had been involved in the Drew Holiday accuse Hinky of lying about his injury history, which is probably bullshit, but it cements uh Sam Hinky's reputation. The league flattens the lottery odds. You're everyone finished hates, in this town. Everyone hates Sam Hinky. The fit they the Sixers finish 18 and 64. And I wanted to talk about what I think people do now. Uh, and I'd actually like to get some perspectives on this from everyone since we all watch sports even if Ross complains about it. Sports <laughs> from the perspective of management now feels like the
3: prevailing view.
1: Yes. Yes. And it yes. sucks ass to I watch. Have a
3: th- I have a pet theory about this which I tie to, especially in uh, football, uh, my kind of football not your kind of football, the growth it's of... soccer, Alice. Yeah, fine. Soccer management games, like as much as FIFA... Uh, like is successful, like things like Championship Manager, and then like the various franchise modes within video games. I think that's also kind of a way of normalizing a way of playing pretty much any kind of professional sport, which is just managerial.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of fans now that they have access to stuff like above the or above the cap or whatever it is, uh, have access to all these
3: sort of financial transactions. Hmm. Like also, not. the other thing Go is, every every sports fan, in in their heart of hearts, and I include myself in this, is a big, dumb, idiot, moron, patronizing asshole, who thinks, yep. I could yep. have done that better, and if I had all yes. of this information, this data, I would have simply run the football, or whatever, right? Or yes. well, Sean it,
0: Lynch it, at the one yard line, <laughs> and you don't run it. Yeah, right? But like, <laughs> and we all
3: have that impulse, and so it's very, very easy to appeal to that. Ra's thoughts. I, I would
1: have simply run the football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I just I, I, I constantly find myself in Facebook arguments on like the inquirer's Facebook page. About, just,
3: like, just please, idiot, please do I do not do that. I'm mean, I, I, Yeah, you're within, on this podcast now, all us, There's no escape. Within all of us <laughs> is the kid who is time. currently, like, breaking a PS2 controller open <laughs> at the clamshell because the game is, like, being stupid until the game itself starts up and sounds like this.
0: E, 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 E. e. I think I'm glad you had that ready to go. That's me playing oh, yeah. Madden 17, so. That's right. <laughs> uh, also, Dan, thoughts.
2: I once, I once played the world champion in Madden for a story. Uh, it would have been Madden two thousand four, and I lost hundred and five to six.
4: Cool. Uh, <laughs>
2: I scored um, a touchdown down like fifty six nothing and I was like, well I might as well go for two. You know, what if I come back? <laughs> um, couldn't hurt. So I, I don't like I i do think there's like more of a, a like quote of management now. I think that it's I don't think it's that much different than, you know, like you know, like it will be like a great play and a football game or whatever and then they'll show like a coach on the sideline just standing mm-hmm. there and it's like, No, show me the players celebrating, you know. I, I think it's similar to sort of how coaches are, you know, like, oh, they are the the brains molding these men to do these great things. You know, yeah. and and management is a sort of like a labor version of that. <laughs> I, I mean, it used, to, uh, it, I they, it used to be
3: like that too a little bit, except like sure, sure. the personalities that they had to do that would be these like tyrants. Like yeah. instead of these like hedge fund dipshits, you'd have like uh John Heisman or Tech Shram or someone like that, right? Who you I mean, just have be interviewed being like, Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll hit a player with a fucking like a uh, 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 phone book or something.
2: I mean dick that- Nick Vermeil, the coach of the Eagles in the 70s and, and 80s, who took him to a Super Bowl, uh, I mean, he was nicknamed the Little Dictator. Yeah. So- <laughs> but, like, it, it, there was this, I I think
3: you're right, I, and I I just think there's been this uh, this kind of turn from that kind of guy who was his own particular kind of tyrant to, like, the hedge fund tyrant, and it's so much lamer. Give, give me the, like, small team psycho, please.
4: Oh, sorry.
3: I got <laughs> yeah. to get a Red Bull. Uh, so I was, just, I was just talking about John Heisman.
0: I was yes. I was thinking though, like coaches are really celebrities in their own right now. Like Nick Saban is in Aflac ads.
4: Mm, yeah, and
0: just like Bill Belichick in Subway ads. Oh, I can't
2: believe that like Subway finally settled on a replacement for Jared and it's Bill <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> yeah, we need to find somebody more
3: intrinsically repulsive <laughs> than our last <laughs> Belichick's pretty fucking close. And
0: I say that like but like the cult of Patriots fans around Bill Belichick, and like I feel Alice, you're absolutely right, because when Tom Brady was like I'm gonna leave and go to Tampa Bay. Uh I was just like, I like now I finally get to root against Tom Brady. And I just like hate watching Bucks games. And I'm just like, <laughs> I fucking hope like the worst, like I've just become like mask off real piece of shit sports fan. That's, and fucking yeah, that's like, half
3: the fun <laughs> of liking sports is you get to be a big, dumb, idiot, piece of shit asshole as much yes. as you want. That's absolutely right. I
0: just it's it like
3: Run the I football. Run the football.
0: You're run at the, the football. Again. Marshawn Lynch, one yard line. <laughs> run the goddamn football. Although, thanks for not running the football because uh... John, John Heisman two, three, would have four. run the football. <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Heisman yeah. would have run the
3: football and also Russell been Wilson's friends a great with quarterback, me. Alas, or yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, John Heisman would have agreed with everything I
0: think to do. I I like to uh, I like to think that. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs> yeah, that's a child sobbing when the Knicks <laughs> cracking Kristaps Sforzingis. Uh, I have oh, this boy. and the uh the crying Villanova flute girl on like a, a loop in my head.
3: <laughs> you have this linked on your desktop for whenever you need it.
0: Uh yeah, so Christoph Sforzingis is uh a seven foot three uh basketball player from Latvia who has the rare ability to also shoot threes and can really dominate all over the place. Uh, his agent refuses to meet with the Sixers, basically, and just kept lying to Sam Hinkey. Uh I was just like, no, I don't know where he is. Uh, we can't. Uh, maybe, like, he basically ghosted Sam um,
1: God,
0: F- Fuck him. He deserves it. Yeah, he does. Uh, so instead of that, they draft Dalil Okafor. And I remember Jaleel Okafor holding up his Sixers jersey when they draft a the guy and then like immediately throwing it down. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is this is how the franchise is doing, huh? Uh, so they they basically, at least in my opinion, sort of drafted Jaleel Okafor based on his uh, trade value because the guy had fallen in draft rankings. I don't especially remember that draft being anything amazing. Uh but Porzingis is now like a legit star, albeit on a different team. He's not on the Knicks, thank God. <laughs> uh, and Jaleel Okafor is is sucking ass on the Pelicans, but we'll get back to him.
3: Uh, hmm. Raj, are you still there? Did he just did he just bounce? Mm. It may interest you to know, by the way, while while we're filling time, that Lil G had a Twitter account um, at Lil G Sixes. Yeah. 43 followers and uh I did not tweet since 2014. When did he die, again? Uh last year. Oh, wow. That's a damn shame.
0: All right, Dan, who do you think is going to win uh, cuz somebody has to. Tomorrow night, who you got?
4: <laughs> Wait,
2: what? Who do I have?
0: Yeah, Eagles Giants baby. Oh,
2: it's the Eagles. Toilet Giants. Oh, Eagles are going to win. They've looked pretty good in their last two losses. They're still oh, not man. good. But like, <laughs> I think they're going to win that next to now. But that's probably just me being being a, uh, like a big stupid idiot. Did you know that the Villanova crying pick logo is an eye doctor now?
0: Yes, I did know that because my girlfriend went to sc- like knew her brother in high school. Oh, okay. And, and she graduated like he, she showed me a picture of him, a brother. And the crying Villanova flute girl at her like doctoral graduation, uh, and then I responded by putting up on our sixty-five inch TV the GIF of her crying. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, there's these people who are like, oh, you shouldn't laugh at, like, crying kids at sports games, and I'm just like, no, it's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, it,
3: it, because like, it's a sports. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, like because it's a sports true. game, because it's not anything serious in real life, and because, as I've said, sports is the avenue where you get to be a real piece of shit anytime you want, <laughs> you could just be like, no, that's fucking hilarious.
2: That's the yes. best part of the Little League World Series is that you get to see children cry on ESPN.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Roz, are we going to get a signature? Do you want to split duties and one of us live tweets the debate and one of us live tweets the Eagles game? But we I do don't it at the same Watch car- the debate. Am I going to have to take the debate and you watch the Eagles game?
1: I don't. I- yes.
0: All right. <laughs> Look forward to that from our Twitter feed on Thursday, the twenty second. Is going to be dueling updates, and we're not going to <laughs> differentiate which one's which. So you're going to get a lot of just "fuck you" in all caps. You
2: should just like <laughs> write them all as if they could apply to either. <laughs> yeah, event. that's yes. right. Yes. <laughs> you just you just
3: like tweet as in like an hour into both. Holy shit! Did that guy just die?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: could be either
4: one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, fucking
1: biden chokes at fourth and uh one
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you 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 play to win the game like i'm sorry you fucking punt with 19 seconds left for what to save the tie i against- guess <laughs> that biden
3: is tanking the presidential. Uh, no, i would like it
0: if like if look like, if you have if it's fourth and 12 with 19 seconds you fucking throw the ball it doesn't matter there's no way that, there's probably no way they're gonna run it back and like if someone scores a 102 yard pick six on you to win the game so be it
2: but like um, no. <laughs> i i think i can write about i or i think i can talk about this on here i don't know when this episode will drop but i don't think i'm like spoiling my story i'm working on a story it's actually done um about joe biden's high school football career wow um, oh, oh boy And he, in his, so his team was like terrible. And then in the last game of his, Biden's junior year, Biden scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And then in his senior year, he scored 10 touchdowns total. um, And led his team to like only its third undefeated record ever. I don't know about led, he wasn't the captain, but he was one of the stars of the team. Um, But I found this really like, inauspicious play uh i'm going to read you the newspaper recap of it i just pulled it up quarterback bill peterman connected with a 20-yard pass to left halfback joe biden who snared it on the maroon 19. biden looked like he was going all the way into pay dirt but he was nailed on the one and saint andrews made a successful goal line stand for four downs to prevent a score so let's hope that's not what happens next month in the election. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Uh, yeah, it's he, he it's he okay. The like... Democrats will get a better draft pick in twenty twenty-four.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, next slide, please. <laughs>
3: I'm proud of this one. Oh, we got there in the end. Yeah, I told yeah. you.
0: I told you. So uh, the Plow and the Stars is a bar in Old City, Philadelphia. Uh, which is too loud on the weekends and nice every time else. i uh, I I have spent many nights there. They're open on Christmas. Uh two times ago when I was there, the runner told me, and I'm quoting directly here, try not to make an ass of yourself. Uh <laughs> absolutely fantastic bar. And we'll get there. So 2015-2016 season, the Sixers drop 18 in a row, which ties which actually does tie the record, and they beat the Lakers. Uh, to avoid it, they start one in thirty. <laughs> so, uh, I want to talk about. So, Embiid was supposed to come back and he didn't. So, Jaleel Okafor started. I want to talk about Jaleel Okafor a bit. So, Jaleel Okafor uh, played college ball, I believe at Duke. He had had a very hard life. He has he has had a hard life. You know, no bullshit. He his mom had uh, had breathing difficulties and choked to death in front of him. When he was eight, and he's talked about it a bit because he thought she was fucking with him, so he was like laughing, and she died. Jesus, uh, how did he also,
3: how does he become a professional basketball player and not the fucking Joker?
0: Yeah, especially because <laughs> his dad was like by all accounts, kind of the same situation that he had been raised by a single parent and just like had gotten into a lot of shit. Uh, and really, I guess encouraged for and a family friend, really encouraged him to sort of stick with it and keep playing. Um, but he one of his first, one of the first nights, I think he's actually on the Sixers. Uh, and remember the kid is not 21 at this point. He gets in a fight at second and Walnut in old city. And he's been drinking supposedly a lot. Um, so like, this is a thing that, that comes up a bit. It turns out Jaleel Okafor has just been drinking like a lot, uh, and sort of management's unaware of this. Uh, and then the night before Thanksgiving, he gets into a fight in Boston and TMZ publishes the video. Uh, but yeah, so Jaleel Okafor has had a hard life and there's, uh, I'd actually recommend watching it. There's a 30 for, th- no, it's not 30 for, there's a Netflix documentary on Aaron Hernandez. And the, who, if you'll remember, was convicted of murder. Uh, he played tight end for the New England Patriots. And there's this common thread that sort of runs through it, where they talk about if just someone had intervened. Like and had actually taken this kid aside and been like, "Hey, man, like, are you okay? Like, let's get you some help." Or if management had like given a shit as opposed to yeah. just like, but they don't, again, and they've
3: stripped all of they're... the like older mentor figures out of the team exactly. anyway.
0: And that's yep. One of the things to talk about is
3: that like, there's no veteran presence on this
0: team. Like there's Which no. We,
3: we were talking about earlier. We were talking about the Knicks, right? That's a good reason to pay a, like an older guy who may not be so good anymore a yeah. decent amount of money to stick and the, around.
0: And the Sixers did it actually. They end up doing that with a guy who does because, like, you know, your fellow player coming up to you and saying, "What the fuck was that?" holds well, a lot more weight than your coach doing it. Um. But yeah, so so that's sort of another encapsulation of where the Sixers are. Next slide, please. okay yeah this is this is philly during the riots uh so the flaming garbage dump in in in, uh in back is the sixers franchise
3: uh Uh, uh, right uh, click set as
0: wallpaper (laughs) (laughs) uh so i was talking i have not note here about like organizational malfeasance and that's truly what i sort of believe the sixers are doing and have been doing with these guys uh, Lance Williams, then the head of security physics, I'm not sure if he still is, is concerned for Jaleel and basically tells Hinky to his face that he's a piece of shit for, trade it, for treating his players like this. Hmm. So when I talk about, you know, the idea of organizational malfeasance and treating these guys as disposable, it's hard to remember. Yeah, they have a lot of money, but like they're 19 years old and you sure as shit were an idiot when you were 19. too. Yeah,
4: yeah, so. yeah.
0: Yep, yep. Next slide please. Man, we're really blasting through these. Uh, you know. I still got like 10 slides to go, so.
2: <laughs> and I went on like a 20 minute uh yeah ran about Sixers mascots earlier, so <laughs>
0: RIP Hip Hop Rip Hop if you will. So this is uh Oh fuck, and this, another, is Ryan and no, another,
3: this is Another Another very Another very unsettling photograph you've but renew draw here
0: so the sixers it's december 7th 2015 i i didn't get around to superimposing jerry colangelo's face on like the arizona blowing up at pearl harbor (laughs) uh so jerry colangelo's like uh harris is starting to hear from other owners um he's starting to hear it from fans that like this team truly is a laughing stock um and like they're just not very good so there's pressure on him to sort of turn the ship around, and they bring on Jerry Colangelo. He's been around the league for ages, he turned around the Phoenix Suns, you know, he's well known, he's well respected, he's the kind of guy who doesn't mind being seen as a savior. Uh, and they also...
2: Who does him. mind being seen as a savior. That's, that's
3: true, that's true. Uh, yeah, they they I, call him Mr. Two Damn Basketball. <laughs> they
0: do call him, oh god.
3: I <laughs> they, they absolutely do not
0: call them that. <laughs> I had a chicken sandwich for dinner, and I chased it with a Red Bull. Oh boy! And I just had the worst heartburn. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, uh, they bring him on. They bring in Mike D'Antoni, who goes on to coach the Rockets. Uh, and Jerry Clangelo's first move is to trade two second-round picks, and we'll see this happen again for half a season of like a journeyman basketball player named itch Smith. So you're starting to see sort of the the contrast in visions we'll see, we'll say. Uh and they also add Elton Brand to the player development staff. He had just retired as a Sixer. Elton Brand's going to become important for his not very good job he's doing. Uh but they won't fire him because they're morons and Josh Harris is a moron. Next slide, please. This is his son, Brian Colangelo. Oh, I knew we were going to get a fail son eventually! Oh, buddy, are we? <laughs> oh, just you wait. So they bring on Brand, uh, uh, they restructured the front office to lessen Sam Hinkie's power, and Calangelo and his o- and ownership bring on, after an exhaustive search, his son!
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you think
3: <laughs> the interview for that job went?
0: yeah hey dad uh, can, uh, I can I have a job yeah son you want to be GM of the Sixers <laughs> okay. well, thanks dad yeah. <laughs> uh, so he had been executive of the year like in 2007 uh, on the Raptors and they didn't hire the other guy because the other guy had said some real racist shit on a conference call about an African player hmm. uh, and Pinky resigns, April 6th 2016 next slide please All right, this is the hinky resignation letter, which is famous uh, because it is the weirdest MIT Sloan shit where he talks about uh,
3: zigging instead of zagging. I have been uh, serving the sixes at your pleasure, what a West Wing-ass sentence. He, he <laughs> wrongly quotes
0: Abraham Lincoln, he, <laughs> coo- he quotes Elon Musk. I,
2: he- <laughs> the, let me talk about the, the Lincoln quote, because, you know, like, this is, it's one of those things where, like, it's a letter that just quotes a lot of famous people, in lieu of, like, you know, writing yourself, um, and here we go here's Here's an excerpt from the letter: A league with thirty intense competitors requires a culture of finding new, better ways to solve repeating problems in the short term. investing in that sort of innovation often doesn't look like much progress, if any. Abraham Lincoln said, quote, "Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe now, so two things: one, he didn't say it um, <laughs> two. He quoted a former president about chopping down a tree, and it wasn't George Washington. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is
3: is a criminal mind's ass quote, which, like, uh, also, like, the hedge fund mentality of needing to, like, solve basketball, as if people, like, what people want to see is not, like, competition or sports or drama or entertainment, but they want to see a problem be solved. When when
2: When I wrote about that, that fake quote, like, Uh, I looked into it, and like, the original citations of that quote were like, a famous woodsman, or like, a great woodsman, and it's like, oh yeah, that's who makes a lot more sense of quoting about how to chop down a tree than Abe Lincoln.
3: (laughs) Famously didn't know shit about chopping down
2: trees. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know that it takes four hours to sharpen an axe.
3: You're probably like damaging your axe head. Yeah. He, he give said, me six
2: hours to chop down a tree, and I'll do it in like a half hour, and then go yeah, play I, I, I video go games for the next five grab, and a half.
1: I can grab a chainsaw or something like yeah, this. Is kind hard. Give me
3: give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will hire a guy to chop down the tree who knows yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. Here's here's here's
0: a, 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 another quote. Uh, we should concentrate our efforts in a few key areas in ways others have proven unwilling. We should attempt to gain a competitive advantage at a chance to be lasting, hopefully one unforeseen enough by our competition to leapfrog them from a seemingly disadvantaged position. A goal that lofty is anything but certain. And it sure doesn't come for those that are content to color within the lines.
3: Uh, it's not the critic who counts shit like that. Yeah, fine, yeah, whatever. He also
0: says when he's talking, he says the sentence, I will be repotted professionally. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, it's talking about finding a new job. And he says uh, he wanted competitors to believe he was doing a poor job on purpose to prevent them from copying him. And he says in the letter, call me old fashioned, but sometimes the optimal place for your light is hiding directly under a bushel.
3: (sighs) Now, this reminds me of nothing more than the 4chan reaction comic, which was jokes on you. I was only pretending to be. And then it's a (laughs) slur that you can probably imagine. Like... Come on, man. No, I I I tanked the team on purpose because of the long game. He yeah.
0: talks he talks about missing BlackBerry's keyboards. Quote, oh, I still miss Blackberry's <laughs> keyboard, but the 2007 iPhone debut rendered it nearly obsolete to all but a few of us curmudgeons. He also talks about a flightless bird at one point.
2: Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, <laughs> cool guy. the the best thing about this letter, I think, is that when he handed it in, the Sixers ownership was not sure whether he had resigned or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like I like the concept of uh, solving basketball, like mathematically solving it, like, those, like those, chess. those chess programs yeah, can yeah, do. Yeah. Right, where like suddenly every single game uh, of basketball ends in some sort of deadlock.
3: Well, like this is the a just not You're a aware of. <laughs> Yeah, that is like a John Boyce-ass uh, like seventeen seventy seventy six thing of, of football, like, uh, once you have enough time, football becomes a solved game, and you just have to get weird with it, right? So yeah, why not? He was just like, he was just taking a long view. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said that. From page four, quote, while some
0: organizations like ours have this part of their ethos. Yeah, it's thirteen pages long. Fuck me! For others, it is the ethos. Check out the ten thousand year clock. It is no mere thought experiment, but an actual clock being designed to be placed inside a mountain in West Texas, wound and left to tick and chime for ten thousand years. Why? Because it designed something that lasts that long makes all of us consider what the world will look like between now and then. In return, we might be inspired to do something about it. You resigned from a basketball team, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and the last quote I have is: "Wins are a zero-growth industry." Parentheses. How many of you regularly choose to invest in those? And the only what? way up is to steal share from your competitors.
3: You will have to do something different. You will have to be contrarian. This is a powerful document of um of like late capitalist ideology.
4: It's we
0: fascinating. Also quote, he
3: quotes Jeff Bezos like. Just I saw the Warren Buffett reference. Yeah, no. Great. Cool. All right. Uh
0: so the the Sixers finish 10 and 72. Uh and they draft <laughs> Yep.
4: And they're changing.
0: They draft Ben Simmons, who was at least to his credit. Uh they got the number one pick and they used it on Ben Simmons. Uh, who also misses uh his rookie season with an injury.
3: Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> is really fucking good, but he can't shoot I think <laughs> it's a great idea that you draft the best player you can find, and then as soon as you do that, your head of security comes up behind him in the parking lot and hits his knee with a baton.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, Embiid's finally ready, Dario Sarge is here now, Robert Covington, who they picked out of the scrap pile, is good. It's all and- coming together. Angelo has not been forthcoming as in about injuries. Next slide, please. Dan, you remember this? I do.
2: I do remember this.
0: All right. Do you remember the, the, the injury cover up?
2: Uh, you know, like vaguely, uh, I do. I mean, I feel like it's sports. There are always injury cover ups. That's um, true. That's true. But, That's true. but but, but yes, Embiid had uh, knee issues and then was seen dancing on stage at a concert. I forget who Meek it was. Meek Mill. Meek Mill, Meek Mill, of course.
4: Uh, so
0: he, uh, he blows up his leg. Uh, Colangelo sort of misrepresents the situation. He's not forthcoming to the media. Uh he has to get rid of three centers he has a log jam at center that he's inherited uh and new Dewell, who you remember from blowing his leg up and dying is back and he demands more touches a minute so he gets his ass traded <laughs> uh, he, they, he they trade him for two second rounders Justin Anderson no relation although I guess maybe it's just me and Roz combined to be a basketball player Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's six foot two, and we're not very good. <laughs> true,
2: true. Process believers uh count the New Orleans Noel date as the end of the process. When ah. when New Orleans was was traded, that is the end of the process. It's gotten worse.
3: And Putting up again, a big marble monument to the process.
2: Well, no, the- there is there, there, there is a banner at Xfinity Live, which is the uh, like. Big giant sports big bar, fan. Yes. stadium complex, there's, there's a big Sam Henke head banner, um, <laughs> with the dates of the process. And it just
3: looks like the thing from the Bioshock lighthouse about the great chain of being.
0: Yes. This shit is literally a cold. I, <laughs> uh, uh, so Andrew Bogut, they also get Andrew Bogut out of this, uh, they wave him and he becomes good on the Warriors. At least he wins the title on the Warriors. <laughs> Simmons misses the entire rookie season. Next slide, please. Yes, here is where the taunting starts. <laughs> the 2018 draft and Markel Fultz. And I just have in the notes, LOL. <laughs> you uh, have it twice. I do. Yes. I really wanted to rub it in. Uh, so, Dan, do you do you remember not the, uh, the catastrophe after, but do you remember that draft?
2: I do. Uh, yeah, I guess I remember that draft. Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: So, thanks, Dan. <laughs>
2: so, uh, <laughs> they, they, sorry. Uh, yeah, they oh, traded up for uh, Markel Fultz, who, who was widely considered the, the, the top prospect in, in the draft. But, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. Like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out
0: right so the the sixers trade up for him and they send the celtics a future first rounder for jason tatum seen here about to score uh jason tatum has blossomed into one of the league's young superstars and markel fultz is currently on the orlando magic and we'll see why uh so at the time i will say it was a good pick uh but things are going to get worse as they always do for this team. Um. <laughs> Next slide, please.
4: Yeah, so actually, let me get my girlfriend. (laughs) I'll be right back. Because she was at this game.
3: Why why am I getting Javits Center 2016 vibes? (laughs) Just a little bit, just a touch with the. Just a uh... little bit. Did you have the glass ceiling confetti that they had? Well, yeah, they
2: had a good metaphor planned, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It did not come out.
3: Oh, glass ceiling remained intact. <laughs> yeah, it just donked right off like a bird. I wonder what Joe Biden has planned for the victory announcement, and like how Trump is gonna ruin it. <laughs> Alright.
4: Thank
3: you. Hi, Megan. So both of my roommates are here.
4: Hi, Corrine. Hi, Corinne. Yeah, yep, talking
0: to that. All right. Can you tell me what you remember about that game?
5: About the Marco Bellinelli game? Yes. Um. So I was looking through my Snapchat memories today. I have all these videos from it. It was an amazing game. Like it was a blast. Um, and I had been in school that day. I was in college. Oh God. And uh, God. it was great. They did the um they did the thing at halftime where franklin climbs the um the like 40-foot ladder and he holds up a sign over it facing near death which was exciting <laughs> um but uh yeah so everyone's like filming everyone's on their feet everyone's like terrified and the inbound it Marco, sorry i just walked up the stairs i'm exhausted <laughs> marco's in the corner and like you know what's gonna happen because they put marco in marco hadn't been in they took out um tj mccullum
4: mcconnell
5: McConnell, whatever what, who's tj mccullum
0: CJ. you're thinking of cj mccollum who's on the plate
5: wow i made a new person for the, for the um time. and so he he shoots with very clearly the a three his foot's like just over and i mean we swore on our lives in there that we had just won the game the confetti's going down i'm literally grabbing it to keep as a keepsake for this awesome game that I was a part of, um and yeah, and then they said over the loudspeaker <laughs> that we had not won the game that we were going to overtime.
4: Oh no, and oh, it was boy. like
5: truly, it was silent because like the screams like slowly died down, and then it was quiet for like two whole minutes as like I'm like taking the confetti back out of my pocket and I don't want these <laughs> and then um yeah, and then we lost. So, um, oh, God. The leaving was honestly the hardest part because everyone was like silent on the way out. And like the only other time I've heard of that quiet was when I watched the Flyers um, lose the Stanley Cup in Philly. So <laughs> that wasn't fun. But yeah, everyone was like just kind of quiet. And then we were outside and some dude turns to me and my like teenage sister and he's like, yo, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> man, I could not tell you. But yeah, that's what happened.
3: Like, Incredible! Yeah. Thank you. Yes,
4: it took
0: them eight and a half minutes to clean up the confetti.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I said, while I, I said, while you were, um, while you were getting Corinne?" That I I, I, I had like Javits Center vibes, like with the, um, the glass ceiling confetti that Hillary yes. had. Yes,
0: Javits Center vibe, exactly. Yeah, they were they were ready, and the Sixers end up losing that game, and the Sixers go down. Uh, three zero, and I believe that's the that's that was that was the second round of the playoffs. They had actually beaten the Heat. Yes. So they yeah. had been. So they were. You know, this it felt like. I think the Sixers were finally back. Ben Simmons, you know, is when he's back is a fucking monster. Uh. Meek Mill was there at one point they oh. flew him in via helicopter.
3: <laughs> well, are you saying the- that Meek Mill is the Sixers is like uh they is to the Sixers as Drake Hill. is to the Maple Leafs? The no, Mifle- Raptors, sorry. The Raptors. Yes, except that uh much
0: like uh what Drake did to Meek Mill on back-to-back the Raptors <laughs> are going to do to the Sixers. <laughs> Good. Bye-bye. Right, Thank you.
3: I can't believe I said maple leaves. What's wrong with me? Uh, mm.
4: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That's true. Uh, so, uh, next slide, please. Right,
3: the
1: burner. Dan, you're a bit far from the mic. It's burner twitters. Burner twitters. <laughs> Too close. Too close. Oh, Back up. <laughs> <So, laughs>
3: the burner twitters. The burner twitters. Yeah. Burner twitters. The burner. The burner bros. Dan, yeah, the you, burner bros. Damn, would you mind
0: explaining this story? Just sure. I think this is a good one.
2: Um so in uh February of twenty eighteen, the Ringer publishes an article that says that um Brian Calangelo is operating five burner Twitter accounts um that basically just reply to like tweets that are like attacking uh that tweets are uh, the tweets that are like attacking Calangelo, these accounts have been going after them um i'm not i don't quite remember if the ringer article said this or not it was it was Calangelo's wife um what's funny is i when those accounts were made public i looked and i had had one of the accounts mute it which means that it (laughs) tweeted something at me that was so nonsense that i was just like forget it i never want to see this person again um what an idiot I was. I should have been looking into it and being like, oh, this is obviously a Calangelo. Um, <laughs> Always, end yeah. a a cranks. Always. And there is, there is some, um, I think, that could be considered or maybe is confidential type information um, that are contained in some of these tweets.
3: For yeah, instance, was... that Brian Colangelo is good, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That Jaleel Okafor had uh, failed a physical. Yeah. That uh, had never been cleaned publicly. He defends Brian like the burner accounts defend Brian Colangelo's uh shirt collars. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, wow. uh, and he does Brian Colangelo wears so like his wife is, I believe, Italian. And he wears like Italian shirts, which are like they have bigger collars. Um and so <laughs> Hold and on, so I have just
3: scroll back up to look at this guy's fucking shirt. That is a
2: big collar. So the thing that the the thing that um that the one of the Twitter account says was like that's a normal collar. Find a new. Slant. No, it's
3: not. No, it's not. I'm looking <laughs> at them now. What uh, they keep getting bigger. Each each thing that I look at, the, sh- <laughs> the shirt collars get bigger.
2: There have been some. I think some photoshops where he looks like uh, the Pearly Club from Man in the Skies.
0: Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, they they shit can Colangelo after this. Uh there's stuff with like he's tweeting at Joel and Bede from the burners being like you're a piece of sh like you're a piece of shit. Uh it was incredible. Uh I will link that ringer article when this goes up because that was that was truly of all the dumb Philly stories we've ever had. Like that was just so fucking Philly. It was it was absolutely fucking insane. Twice a drama. It
1: comes for a and soul like, sooner
3: or later. The tone
1: uh, of this first tweet is very uh, very much uh Brian, he's got big collars. They're some big folks. <laughs> Shame <Shanding>
0: collars. <laughs> he protected Very the Large. Champion. Not pass his physical with the other team. Give the guy a break for caring about Jay's future. That's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> next slide, please. We get to look we get to look at Markel Foltz look like a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, that was the description that because so Markel Foltz. Uh, like, forgets how to shoot. Mm. Um, He was supposed to be sort of the missing piece in the Sixers team and wasn't. And there's a lot of misinformation. And there's a lot of, like, back and forth between his camp and the Sixers themselves. Uh, He claims he's injured. The Sixers are like, yeah, he's injured, but we don't really know anything about it. He sees a bunch of sh- shoulder specialists not affiliated with the Sixers. Because you look at his form, that's not how it looked in college. And the kid is just... Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, there's like, I, like I said, a ton of information just floating around. But the sort of the short answer is that Markel Fultz either got the yips or was injured and didn't tell anyone or something else. And that's that's again right up there with weird Philly sports stories that this guy just maybe has the yips, but hyper, nobody knows. A hyper early case of the Rona.
3: Yeah, possibly yeah.
0: he has like thoracic Patient outlet zero.
3: syndrome. Uh, he He's got like EM but... sensitivity. It, you got know, a it's, ball in the national radio magnetic quiet zone.
2: <laughs> it's it's amazing that that uh, you know he he played like the first couple games and looked like this, and then he was out for a bit. Then he came back, and like I believe in the last game of the regular season, he had a triple double. So for someone who like forgot how to shoot, it's amazing still how like. Oh, he was able to compete in an NBA game. Like maybe he would have been good if he hadn't forgotten how to shoot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's
0: decent on the Magic. I will say that. But it's just kind of like for a number 1 overall pick to go like this is is It's very very Sixers.
1: Yes. Maybe he also meant Magic Johnson, who made him forget how to play basketball.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh this is, the, he should be, that's what the new Space Jam should be. It should be about Marco Holtz.
0: Yes, but he suddenly gets all the power. Him and J.R. Smith and a bunch of weirdos team up and go 82 and nothing. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I like it. It sounds better than the
2: current Space Jam plot, which is uh, like, uh,
0: Space Jam, throw, two, I can't wait. I can't wait. All
2: into one movie nightmare
0: yeah i'm i'm so fucking excited to watch LeBron realize in real time that bugs bunny isn't real (laughs) (laughs) uh so elton brand so there's a power vacuum uh the sixers trade their draft pick uh who was mikhail bridges for a guy named zaire smith and and the first rounder El, uh, so there's this power vacuum again uh, in in true Sixers form. Nobody knows what's happening. Uh, Elton Brand is named GM September 18th, 2018. Well, the guy who sucked? Uh The guy who was head of player development is the current GM sucks. And he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. We'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, and he made it clear that uh, or Harris made it clear, ownership made it clear that Elton Brand would have to inherit Colangelo's execs, and its own and ownership would be involved again. Um,
4: so
0: even we'll- if
3: he didn't suck, he still had to like carry this extra weight of this guy's gigantic collars.
0: E- yeah, his ego. No, no, yeah. not Brian Colangelo, the owner,
3: Josh Harris. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he owns Harris Casino. Huh. What should not they claim anymore. as he sold No, not he sold it. Uh, well, he went bankrupt, and so
2: oh, Apollo Global go. Management. Brian yeah, he managed
3: bankrupt to bankrupt running a casino. Uh, we
0: um, went to Donald Trump was we that went, dumb. We went there. Ross and I went there. Yeah,
3: uh, you told the story the... on a previous Patreon Did episode. I? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. So I'm not. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure if Apollo Global Management still has any uh, equity in in the the How is Caesar's chain. Um, but they, I believe that they I believe that it was all wiped out in mm-hmm. in the bankruptcy. Now they wow. bought it with debt, so it's you know it's one of those things. As, as um, this video is that one
1: loops, Franklin Mills.
2: No, that's Parks. But like no. he owned the whole uh, Apollo owned the whole Harris Caesars chain, so casinos in Atlantic City, Pennsylvania, Nevada. Wow! So he didn't just places. fuck up
3: one casino, but a bunch of them. Also, I'm yeah. I'm watching this video of um of your man fucking up the shot here and forgetting how to shoot, and I'm enjoying the audience just kind of like watching Im- totally impassively, like when it goes on. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, wizards yup, fans, uh, this is how it works. Just, yeah, just like well, <laughs> that's yeah. This is certainly a game of basketball.
0: I went to mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's first game as a wizard. My dad got the tickets. We were living in New York, Pennsylvania. Wow. I remember being so excited. And then I uh, it was just and then I was like, yeah, I'm a wizards fan now. And just fuck. Worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> John Wall's a good player. I'll die on this hill.
4: Uh next slide, please. <laughs> Jim <laughs> Um So I want to take a
0: minute to talk about a guy who is not on screen right now, and that's Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons uh, plays for the Sixers. He, like I said earlier, was drafted number one. Uh, He's a really good player, but he's uh, there are some flaws here. Uh, He won't shoot threes, which in the modern NBA, you need to do. And he just won't nobody knows. He has okay. shot them, but like he's very reluctant to do so this he's is one like, of the I great, don't like it great enduring Sixers mysteries he's never really given a straight answer other than basically I don't think I need to
4: hmm right, yeah, he's,
2: hit, he's hit maybe like five of them in his career
0: every time um, he shoots one it we basically it's like landing on the moon for the first time yeah <laughs> So, Ben Simmons uh, is feasting on bad teams, but the Sixers regress. Uh, ben Simmons' brother, his name is Liam, uh, and he becomes Ben Simmons' shooting coach, and Ben Simmons' free throw percentage drops from 71 to 60%. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's really bad. We love nepotism, don't we, folks?
0: Yeah, it's a whole team full of it. Uh, it's so- incredible
1: how
3: these people just suck. Basketball skill out of other people. <laughs> yeah, the thing that Michael Jordan does, <laughs> they also can do to you. Yeah,
2: these are yeah. so many better plots for the new Space Jam. <laughs> we're just, we're just discovering the me.
3: existence of basketball vampirism. Yeah, so
2: Joel
0: and Bead and Ben Simmons don't, don't, and haven't ever. I think, in my opinion, fit especially well together. Um, and we're gonna make that worse. Uh so on November twelfth, twenty eighteen, Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton are traded from the Timberwolves for Jared Bayless, uh Robert Covington, uh Dario Sarch, if you'll remember him, and a 2022 second rounder, which to be fair, for the Sixers is a phenomenal trade. And I want to give a bit of background on how Jimmy Butler left the Minnesota Timberwolves and came to Philly. Uh, because this is a thing I need a 30 for 30 on, and they haven't given it to me. So Jimmy Butler is tired of playing uh, in Minnesota because they suck ass, and he starts being he starts demanding a trade so he can get it the hell out of Minnesota where basketball talent goes to die. Um, and there's this story about a practice when he wasn't officially with the team because he was demanding to be traded, he was being held out, where he and the Timberwolves third stringers uh, whooped up on the starting five for the Timberwolves and Jimmy Butler spent the entire practice cursing, yelling, threatening to sleep with their star center's mother or fuck his girlfriend. I believe he said, (laughs) uh, and they, they eventually do in fact trade Jimmy Butler, but I need a 30 for 30 on that practice. I need cell phone video of Jimmy Butler (laughs) saying to Carl Anthony Towns, who was like five inches taller from, I'm going to fuck your girlfriend. (laughs) Like that. I need. Um, and Jimmy Butler is now on the Miami Heat, and we'll, for reasons we'll get to. Uh, He's one of my favorite basketball players. He's Michael Jordan levels of sociopathic competitor. Uh, and he is he he has he's had a hard life too. His mom kicked him out when he was thirteen. She said, and I'm quoting verbatim here: "I don't like the look of you." And kicked him out of her own house. She goes to a junior college, goes on to Marquette. RIP the Big East uh, or the good Big East uh, and then gets drafted by the Bulls, goes to the Timberwolves, the Sixers, and now he's on the Heat. Uh, For what it's worth, this is one area where Josh Harris actually didn't totally screw the pooch because Harris engineered this trade. Uh, Next slide, please. Hey, Dan. Hello. Hey, Dan. Dan. You like that? You like that picture, Dan?
2: Uh, Not 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 so much
0: i didn't put in the picture of joel and bead crying Cry. all yeah, yeah, yeah. right <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the tobias harris trade and the end of the 2018 2019 season uh so okay in a multi-round multi-team deal I. Uh, the 2020 first rounder, 2021 first rounder, two second round picks, which I have in the notes as sucks. landry Shamit, Michael, uh Mike and Wilson Chandler, uh for Tobias Harris, Boban marjanovic who is seven feet three inches tall and is hilarious, and Mike Scott, who once got in a fight with Eagles fans uh at an Eagles tailgate. Yeah, he plays for the Sixers.
2: Yeah, uh, that's I mean they, it was whoever was the Sixers head of security was with Mike Scott at that event um at the at the event at the tailgate in the parking lot. And uh yeah, it did not he Mike Scott still managed to get into a fight. It was not his fault really though. It was it was no, he got called the N word if I recall yeah, 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 yeah. it was it was <laughs> it was drunk Eagles fans.
0: Yeah, who called Yeah, that you know, sounds I, about of right. all the people I wouldn't want to fight a Sixers bench player <laughs> and, like, averaging like five points in eight minutes a game, but who's still like 6'8 and could probably like take my limbs apart and reassemble them elsewhere. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. But that's just this fucking city, man. Uh let's see. They dump Markel Fultz uh for two first rounders and Jonathan Simmons, which is actually a brilliant trade. Um so so, so they they basically bet the farm on winning now with Tobias Harris, who was going to be a free agent at the end of the season anyway. So this is an Elton Brand decision. He essentially gives up the future, goes all in, and what happens? Alice, Roz, can you guess? Hmm. Uh, I assume it's something very good. Uh, could you play the audio of "Is this the dagger"?
4: Is this the?
3: So the is man- that the noise that two announcers make when something good happens? <laughs> well, hear the ball
2: bouncing around the rim before Four that.
3: So, yeah. Yeah. Do you want that drop again? Cause I want yes. it again. Is yes. Is this
4: the
3: tiger? dunk. Donk, donk,
0: donk, donk, donk. <laughs> so the man who is currently squatting in this image is Kawhi Leonard, who has just hit a buzzer beater in game seven of the second round of the playoffs and has sent the Sixers home. Uh, so the Sixers go all in. They have now mortgaged the future uh, for Tobias Harris, who is a good, not great basketball player. Uh, and they have nothing to show for it. Uh, maybe not nothing. I believe in my heart of hearts that had the Sixers won that game, they probably would have won the NBA championship. Dan, I
2: don't know if you agree with that. But I, don't, I, like I don't agree with that. But. I really don't. Because you no. think they,
0: they would have been vaporized by the Bucks or by the Warriors?
2: Uh, they would have lost to somebody. I don't know. It's it's the Sixers. I can't assume two series wins when since 2012 they've won two series total. Like I can't assume that they would wa- win two more series. It's the Sixers.
0: Oh, oh, man. I also have a note in here that just says Al Horror, and I think I meant Al Horford. <laughs> uh, so after they they lose, they signed Tobias, Tobias Harris to a very nearly max deal, and they let Jimmy Butler, who's the obviously better player, go. Uh, and that's just, I think, representative of Elton Brand as a manager, as a GM, just making these idiotic, boneheaded decisions that really fuck the team over. And it's emblematic, I think, of Josh Harris. The Sixers have had five GMs under his ownership it hasn't even been a decade since he bought the team and i don't think it's possible to build to build a sustainable winning culture with that sort of organizational malfeasance uh the sixers signed al horford away from my beloved boston celtics but it doesn't matter next slide please ah uh, they got mickey mouse yeah so this is space jam <laughs> too um <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about the 2019 2020 season uh once again uh at least in my opinion uh there's fit issues uh the sixers are the tallest and slowest team in basketball uh i wanna i i I read somewhere that the sixers would be 82 and 0 if they were playing in 1993. uh dan i'd be interested to get your thoughts about that specifically redundant skill sets and fit issues yeah i mean they just uh
2: uh, through in my lifetime the sixers have really not had many players who can shoot uh, like this is an ongoing issue um but yeah you know it's 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 a league where you know the, the sixers actually have like guys whose mid-range jumper percentage is high enough that like oh you actually can shoot them but like you don't need you don't need 15 of those guys um and yeah they just weren't very good this year they they like pre 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 COVID shutdown in the bubble. Um, they just weren't they just weren't very solid. And Al Horford was a player who like dominated the Sixers when he was on the Celtics, and he was very disappointing this season. Um, and Harris was kind of disappointing, and you know S- Simmons still doesn't shoot threes, and and Bead still seems like he's not in shape um you know and and i like i like them a lot um you know and and but they are yeah they don't appear to be headed in the right direction anymore um yeah i i would agree with that
0: i i do want to say uh so the sixers have the sixers paid al horford a 100 million dollars to be a backup and i can also play backup at josh harris when you're ready ross and i we can split <laughs> duties
3: although he can't yeah, play on thursday because play... he's for the sixes
0: once you can go he's got, yeah yeah but ross has got to play right guard on thursday for the eagles so
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> remember what i told you man. hand down man down uh get that stance for anybody uh, so in the bubble uh if you guys aren't aware the nba shut down at the beginning of covid uh because a player on the utah jazz licked all the microphones a thing that did happen, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> who plays for the Utah Jazz, was just like, COVID's not real. And then he touched bleh, each mic yep. individually, and then the league shut down. When it, when it turned out, Rudy Gobert had tested positive for coronavirus.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So the the entire FBA goes into a bubble at Walt Disney World. Shown here is uh starting point guard for the Miami Heat, Mickey Mouse, uh, about <laughs> to blow the hammer down on LeBron James. Uh, but in the bubble, the Sixers once again get vaporized by the Celtics in for uh, I turned into like my dad at the 2004 ALCS when he started screaming at Yankees fans that nobody would ever love them and that he was glad they were all so sad and that we they were in a stupid city and none of them would come to the Bronx normally. Uh, he, just absolute taunting good shit. Uh, the Sixers fire their coach, Brett Brown. Um, which, I uh, I don't particularly think was fair simply because the bubble was so fucked up that, uh, I don't think it's really reasonable to fire a coach after that. I uh, and I think again, a lot of the blame lies on ownership. Next slide. Final slide.
3: We're getting right. another 10 hours on this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do,
0: do, like this? do you like this? you like that? <laughs> I do that myself. I right. so also it's worth noting that the new coach of the Sixers used to coach the Celtics and we, uh won a title for us as our coach. Um so I have a few questions for group discussion. Did the process work? No. You want to elaborate on that or you you just want to <laughs> Oh no,
1: I just I just don't think it worked. I don't think it worked. <sighs> I'm not, I'm not trusting the process.
0: That's good. That's why this is, this is NCaster group name.
2: Damn thoughts. So, so no, but you know who it worked for was ownership. Um, you know, when they, and yep. it's not, it's not entirely the processes doing. When the NBA was in like a down period when Comcast sold the team to, um, to, to Josh Harris's group, you know, it was like, people were like, oh, this is like, uh, you know, it's like. LeBron, he's never really going to become a star. He's never going to do anything. And like there, you know, it was right before the rise of, of of the Warriors. And you know, and I guess I guess LeBron had already maybe won a title when they sold the the team. But but maybe not. But either way, it was like more of a, more of more of a down period. And then it sort of hit a rise at that point. And the franchise is like worth a lot more than when they, when they bought it, they got New Jersey to pay them $82 million to build their practice facility and a big billboard for Philadelphia in Camden, um, just across the river from, from Philly. They have way more season ticket holders now, you know, and part of that was because they were able to be like, Hey, we had this process and we're were on the rise up even after hinky quit they were able to sort of be like look we have this plan and this it's finally coming to fruition and this is the future so like no it didn't work but it did work for the owners in the sense that like they've made a lot of money um which is like a really sad lesson (laughs) this is like it's a really sad way to put it but that's sort of how i feel about it like it didn't work but I, you know, like obviously I think these, the owners of the Sixers and the executives would prefer to win, but they're mostly concerned with making a, you know, a, a return on their investment so that they can go, you know, bankrupt some more casinos um, and they're going to make a big return on their investment when they eventually yeah. all, all, sell the all team all
3: sports all sports are just becoming one <laughs> big hedge fund as everything else is yes. and then that hedge fund yeah. is just imploding uh so that's what's happening and that's the process and i think it's been very successful
0: yeah i mean and my sort of belief is that i i think you know the there are a lot of calls for Burt brown to be fired and there weren't so many for Elton Brown to be fired. And I think it's it's worth noting that, like, I think management and ownership are a lot more responsible than Brett Brown ever was, than the players themselves ever were. You know, when you put young guys again on very little, you know, minimum contracts, and you say, all right, you're going to be on the road half the year, you're not going to see your friends or family, and you're going to play for a team that wants you to lose, you're really fucking those guys over and you're really doing them a disservice. I think kinky tried but was just wildly in over his head and i think his vision was bullshit but josh harris let him do it i think josh harris is absolutely a fucking terrible owner uh but he doesn't give a shit because you know he wants to win a championship so he says but uh a guy who wants to win a championship wouldn't have made the tobias harris trade and he would have signed jimmy butler instead so i think there's a lot of like i said organizational malfeasance in terms of like between the players and management. And I think fans do bear some responsibility because the product you're seeing is the players. It's not, you know, you're not seeing Brian Colangelo or whoever every night you're seeing Markel Fultz miss a free throw. But I think Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful. You have much more in common with LeBron James than you do with Josh Harris. Like, and I think that that sort of, when you get to those sort of levels of wealth, you have to be, Cause like a lot of, you know, when, when go on strike, or whatever it's always, Oh, the players should play like they're ungrateful millionaires. And it's like, the owners are all billionaires except for maybe like Al Davis and the Packers. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's really important to keep in mind, like at some point, these are also labor relations and you should be sympathetic to players because like, if you, I, I challenge, you know, people who think they could do it so well. Like if you're 19 years old and you're handed $10 million, let's see you not blow it. Because I sure I, I would blow it now. I'm 29 years old as of yesterday. So I just I I know I don't think the process worked. Go Celtics always and forever. We're going to do the ban- the banner 18 boogie soon. But I do want to keep my like tell people, you know. You should be skeptical of the products you consume and you should know who owns the teams. That goes for football, too. Uh and no, as don't best you don't can don't,
3: as a, don't do that. Simply consume product and then get excited for more product. Uh, yes, go birds. <laughs> go birds. E,
4: e e e
0: e. And I I just also want to say like, <laughs> stop when you when you're a fan. Understand that these guys aren't just assets to be bought and sold and accumulated. And also, like five GMs in ten years is not a winning fucking strategy.
3: It, look, it's worked for the politics of Italy. Why the fuck wouldn't it work for basketball? you
1: Are you saying that the process is the gladio
4: <laughs>
1: of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the is the of the NBA? <laughs> the stra- uh, strategy of, I don't know if the strategy of tension works when you're always losing, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably not.
3: Um, all right. That's it for me. Does anyone have any commercials? Uh, only my favorite drop from this episode that you made me get.
4: Is this the dagger?
3: Oh, can I also get love him, trust him, even though it sounds like
0: dirt? Thank that you. That was it. That, that was, was literally, it was two seconds. That's <laughs> all I wanted. That's about Marcus Smart, who plays for the Boston Celtics, who are, again, this team's grim reaper. Dan, you've got anything, commercials, anything you want to plug?
2: Um, I co-host a podcast called The Backstory where we ask a person about something they're obsessed with and they talk about it. Um, you can get that on any podcast network and subscribe to Defector. That's my actual job. And, uh, I think we're putting out some quality content.
4: I oh, can yeah. uh, Ken,
0: Ken confirm. Uh, we got a, I w I was talking to Roz about the idea of doing your whatever $24,000 a year tier. And demanding that everybody who worked at Defector come on this
3: podcast. (laughs) 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 Every (laughs) individual Defector member of staff on for a bonus episode. Yeah,
0: you guys can pick the bonus episode, but every single one of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roz, uh, you and I are doing something uh, next week, if you want to talk about that.
1: Oh yeah, assuming this episode is out, um, we're gonna be going, I I know that like on my YouTube channel, uh, Franklin 12 is not out yet. That should be out soon. We're gonna go across Pennsylvania to do some filming for Franklin 13, which is gonna be all about uh, canals in the main line of Public Works. And Liam's trying to set up uh, something along the lines of uh, Twitch Drives the Pennsylvania Turnpike.
3: Oh, um, God. Well, uh, when both of my co hosts die, tune in for we the will. next episode yeah. of Well, There's Your Problem, which will just be me talking for an hour. Oh, all right. <laughs> a short one.
0: All right. Yeah.
3: Uh, I guess that'll do it. And this of course, one. the subject of that will be the Tacoma Narrows Bridge disaster.
0: Oh, yes. Well, thank you for being a Patreon. Uh, if you stole this, please don't post the link uh, in the
3: public YouTube comment section. Yeah, um, it's just annoying. It's it's just, like, we, uh, we understand people are going to get it for free that's fine people can't always afford it but it's really kind of taking the piss to be like hey free preview for this thing here's the link it's like no come on man no. Make yeah. it a little bit more work than that also not,
2: like you should have I, to get like if you want to steal this podcast you should have to go onto like a shady website that like <laughs> put viruses on your computer yeah, that's right that's, yeah. that's how <laughs> piracy should have to be done there needs to be some sort of risk involved yeah
3: I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not opposed to piracy at all what I want is is the like, janky kind of like... Yeah, I want 2002 Kazar. Yeah, you of, have like, to get yeah, this I podcast should, back off of LimeWire.
1: I think you should have to download the podcast on a boat.
2: Oh god. Literally national International voices.
1: Yes. Do, do actual piracy, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was supposed to cover a, uh, an event once where they were gonna have a cruise and there was gonna be bare knuckle boxing. In <laughs> <International> <laughs> uh, that's so dangerously close not-
3: to the Simpsons monkey knife fight. Guys. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Not enough people signed up for it, so the cruise was canceled. Though
4: that's
0: a oh, bummer. I would have yeah. done that. Uh, all right, we good?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. I think that's a podcast.
2: Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. This was fun. Thanks for being on. Yeah, th-
1: yeah, Thanks for yeah. Being on.
2: I'm happy to talk about uh, canals later too. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Wait, Dad, don't leave. Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, gotta, you just gotta. Uh, you
3: can mute yourself, but leave the Zencaster tab open yeah. until it uploads. Gonna, it's all. I'm you gotta stop, stop the re-
1: recording. Yes.